Dancer. It's back with its highly anticipated sixth season, and fans can expect some big changes. But the big question many are asking, are you ready for the year 2000? 2000. Brandon <laughs> to yeah. Dan and Bray presents. Whoa. I I almost I almost did the presenter reveal early. No, this is the podcast Dan and Bray presents, and this is this is the board bills. We're back in season six. Board bills were kind of gone for a while, and it's two thousand three. It is <laughs> in our hearts. In our hearts. Yeah. Twenty years ago. Wow. Twentieth anniversary. This day. Yeah. To this like, day. Like this literal it's day. It's been twenty years. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wow, the 20 yeah. year Annie show. Cool. <laughs> cool. Brandon, what were you going to see? You were going to call the show Brandon's Bills? <laughs> I think I, I yeah. think it was just going to be Brandon Dave Presents. Yeah. That's how you guys have wanted Yo, it. I can for rock years. with that. Yeah, I can rock with that. Trying to get rid of me. You've been, try- <laughs> you've been trying to get rid of me. I can't, trying to be no, but you're the, you're the D in, not in Dave, but in Brandon. That's where, so. Like oh, you're, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Brandan Dave. Brandan Dave. But yeah, uh, this is Board Bills. This is the show. This is the format where we, the Board Bills, uh, go through the number one hits of every year. And this, our season six, is the first time that we've crossed into the new century uh, and, you know, starting out where it began, and we're at 2003 now. And, you know, as we've kind of discovered as we've gone on, we're just gaining more firsthand experience with these songs. The, right. the memories are becoming more vivid. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the emotional attachment. So this And this is the year where uh, maybe not me and Dave, maybe probably not, but where we met. Where we all met. Right. This is the year that we all had the possibility of meeting, <laughs> yeah. but only a few <laughs> of us met. Yeah, not every combination, you right. know, it, 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 it's possible. Yes. Dan met... I, I, I met Dave. I met Dave. And Brandon. I met Dan. Did you meet Brandon at the point? Yeah, or no? I know I met you in the beginning. We had, we had class 2004, though. But did you meet? I'm pretty sure meet? I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah. You, th- you think we met 03? I don't know. Maybe, maybe do. we did. I was certainly hanging out a lot with listener of the show Lucas. In well, I knew you guys because of getting into uh, trouble. I knew I knew you guys because of who I was dating at the time. Uh, ah, okay. So that, like, I, I definitely, I definitely uh, met you 
then. Right. You were dating Dave at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. I'm presenter Brandon. Yeah. Uh, welcome to 2003, 20 years ago. Presenter Danny, presenter number two, uh, 20 years ago show, fourth year in the decade, board bills, number one songs in the Hot 100 chart. I love doing this show. I love preparing for it. I love putting it together. And it's a fun trip down memory lane. And in, and sometimes no memory at all of uh, a song <laughs> yeah. or two, which will undoubtedly come up for one song this year. I'll tell you that. One song. I can tell you right now, I don't remember at all. 2003, I am presenter Dave and third presenter, of course. Interesting period for us, right? Interesting year. Transition from eighth grade, end of elementary school, middle school, into first year of high school, freshman year. Mm-hmm. We were fresh meat, you know. We were fodder for the, uh, the bullying of our upperclassmen. Wedgies. Yeah, swirlies. Swirlies, yeah. Purple nipples. Dude, my head lived underwater, basically. <laughs> the fucking toilet. Dude, like half my time in high school was spent underwater. That's why, that that's why you're from a bold your, kid. But from your peers. It wasn't even from upperclassmen. It was just <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. 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 That's why True, you're a yeah. bold. That's why you're a bold icon now, because all those chemicals just yeah. like went into your skull. Yeah, yeah eventually. That's when I started losing the hair. It was like very early on in my high school career. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess it's the first. This is the first era of me losing it. Dave, um, any Dave, anybody, yourself included, if you had a look like you do now in ninth grade, you'd be the coolest guy in the grade. I think, like a, a bald yeah. but full beard look. <laughs> would be in ninth grade. Oh my god, be yeah. awesome! So that yeah. was definitely something coming into high school. I remember seeing and being definitely intimidated by was the upperclassmen with the like bald upperclassmen. N- 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 <laughs> no, balding. Well, maybe, maybe, well, bald. May- maybe if certain dudes chose to be like skinhead bald, yeah, that's intimidating for in a different way. That's also intimidating, yeah. But no, I'm talking like the facial hair. And like right. guys walking around with their car keys jangling. I'm like, where am I? Yeah, <laughs> true. Where right. am I? Car keys jangling when you're in ninth grade. It's like, oh my god, Who, who's this dude? Oh my god, is this somebody I'm like in the same school with? I don't know. That's uh, I remember. I remember that kind of stuff. Those little details blowing me yeah. away. I remember that. You're, that sh- you're sharing a school with adult students a little bit. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of a yeah. You're so much younger than those seniors when you go in yeah. into high school. Much bigger. They're more dicks. developed. Giant dicks. Much bigger dicks <laughs> and balls. Much bigger dicks. <laughs> and better dick control. They're, you know, they can hold back the boners. <laughs> we couldn't. Better dick control. Yeah. 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 Uh, I remember. I, I remember that being I- intimidating too. But then, like, kind of, for me personally, kind of quickly because of like theater. I was like, I, I was able to like befriend a decent amount of, of seniors. And then like, you have like an in with like, you know, knowing you certain in. people. Yeah. yeah. Brandon had and this like, maturity, you know, whatever. But no, Brandon but listen, it was, <laughs> it was intimate, like freshman year, like in the musical, I had to make out with a senior and it was like really, it was like intimidating. Like I was like, that's scared. awesome. That's Swap awesome. Though. Spit, awesome. Though. though. Awesome. Though. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Though. <laughs> yeah. But like, in terms of the music of the time, mm. I don't know about you guys, but when you hit high school, you're like, 
I'm not into this lame mainstream bullshit. I like Pink Floyd, okay? <laughs> I listen to Pink Floyd exclusively. <laughs> so I don't care about what's hitting number one. Yeah, that's way cooler. On the pop. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, though. At that time, yes, I would say, like, okay, this guy's cool. Right. Like, y- yes. Like, you know, yeah, exactly. But the yeah. mindset of, like... But now, if I, if I were to hear somebody say that now, I'd be like, this guy sucks. What, like, <laughs> that's, it yeah. is lame. Yeah. But back then, it was the cool choice. You know what I'm saying? You're going in. You're you're a little bit more anti-authority, a little bit more. I think it's an maybe. age thing more than like a now thing. Like I yeah. still think maybe if like a 13 year old was like, "Oh, I'm really into Pink Floyd," I'd be like, "Okay, cool." I mean, hopefully, you grow out of it and like evolve. But that's you know that's cool. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with Pink Floyd, but no, only that's what I'm saying. Pink but Floyd, like, and right. and thinking like uh, I don't know. We'll get to the songs that I at the time rejected or looked past because yeah. I was not really into pop music at the time mm-hmm. in the middle school you're way more aware of what's shining and on the pop charts you're more aware you're more em- embracing of it i think around this time i started listening to my own music which was older uh and i didn't appreciate as much of the pop stuff or was aware of it it's really. a good it's a good point like it probably took me a little longer to really do that i still love pop music so much at this yeah. point and still had my cds which were mostly yeah like a lot of hit music but, you know, it's funny, looking through this list of songs, most of this is still eighth grade to me, and some are after eighth grade, most of this, mm. I would say. Like, yeah. like, looking at this list, I associate these songs with, like, being in eighth grade, and, like, summer. Maybe factually and summer, it's like that, too. And summer right yeah. after. Right, when they got released, right? Because mm-hmm. some songs don't hit number one until later, uh, but they're released, you know, months earlier. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm looking at most of these. I really don't associate with high school that much. There's I've, one that yeah. I, I really do because of uh homecoming dance which i'll bring uh, up cool okay can't wait I, homecoming dance. there's actually something i could i feel like i remember from uh, well i think that's homecoming where i dance, met you so. actually i actually Maybe. literally think that was the night i met you oh and, really who did you well, I, I definitely didn't have a date i mean i was not doing that okay <laughs> i was not a chance i was doing that okay i guess there's girls? I like a very specific ew yeah, I just have a very specific memory of a person during a song during that that uh, that I feel like that's like when I met you. Okay, maybe. Oh. All right, yeah, let's move on and get into these songs, I guess. Yeah, I, would, absolutely. I, I would much rather talk more about this than these songs, but, <laughs> but you know, let's... Um, we can still sprinkle in some, like, okay. memories. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah, I remember Dave, high school. Dave walking around with his guitar is what I remember from late 03. Dave walking around the late halls 03? With, with your guitar, I feel like. Oh, maybe I did. Because there was probably a class you could take, right? Like, weren't you... No, I, I feel like I remember Brandon walking around with a guitar. I remember you walking around with a guitar. Maybe yeah, I did. I, I don't remember. Guitar, there was a guitar club. Maybe I think I might have went to guitar club. I think that's yeah. what it was. Maybe. I don't remember, though. I don't really have knowledge. But um, <laughs> I will say, this is like my Pink Floyd, like fake stoner era. But it was also my <laughs> jock era. Because I was in freshman football. <laughs> right. Wow. <laughs> During those last few months of the year so yeah yeah interesting combinations of, of like scenes i was getting into coming from public school hating the catholic school scene still <laughs> a little bit hating yeah. the catholic scene hating have to wear a uniform yeah meanwhile me and brandon are just fully in our element right <laughs> yeah you're yeah. used to it yeah. right yeah it, w- it would be years before i realized oh i have to dress myself every day um 
Right. And now I just pretty much have a life uniform. So thank you, Catholic school, for that. Um, <laughs> so uh, kicking off the year is not necessarily even a kick. It's a holdover. The ball's still in the air from <laughs> right. freaking uh, eight weeks back. Thank you for the jock reference, yes, Brandon. Dave, that is that is uh, for you. So yeah, lose yourself uh, by Eminem, which we talked about on the last episode. So a total of twelve weeks at number one. I, I was gonna just, I was gonna say that yeah, whoa. eight eight and it's then just, four yeah yeah yeah. Damn. And that's the type of math you learned back then in uh, two thousand three. Yeah, but yeah, I mean you know we we talked about it a lot on the last episode. I don't really have anything new to say. Yeah, just 12 weeks. That's a lot. That's a long time. So this has already started to happen in this decade, but this year I feel like it's happening again even more so where songs that are just still around. And this is definitely one, I think. I mean, I feel like this song is still loitering. Yeah, yeah, loitering. (laughs) That's a great, perfect word for this. Um, And then also um, we said... uh, 12 weeks, which is very long for a song to be at number one. Not the longest in the decade, though. There's two songs that have yet to come. I won't say them, that hit 14 weeks uh, at number one. Still to come in this decade. Is that first trimester, or is that getting into the second trimester? 12 weeks. Uh, that's the end of the first? Yeah. <laughs> end of the, okay. If you can't think of it, it's three okay. Mu- that's three months. Oh, sorry. I thought you might yeah, have known okay. off the top yeah. of your head, Dan. Yeah, end of the yeah, first trimester. Thank you. So I watched 8 Mile for the first time since we last talked about this song. And I was pleasantly surprised by the movie, especially one Marshall Mathers acting abilities. Not bad. I was fully invested in the story, yeah. rooted for V Rabbit when he was defending uh, his gay coworker mm-hmm. by outrap battling the homophobic other coworker played by I think Exhibit. Is that right? Or yeah, I think it is. But when the songs started making its way into the movie, kind of took me out. That was when I was like, <laughs> I, I've had enough. Impossible for me to take the song seriously. I'm sorry to all the ones who find much inspiration from this craft, but uh, I can't. I really cannot. I tried. I like the movie. The movie worked for me. So what did you think of the uh, sex scene him and Brittany Murphy? So fucking hot. <laughs> It's like in the it's like in the factory, right? That he works at, right? Yeah. Uh, and then he battles um, Falcon from Marvel. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Battles the Falcon. No, it's, it's a very fun movie. It's it's Eminem is the Eminem yeah. is the Winter Soldier. <laughs> right. <laughs> So I actually have a couple of like quotes from songmeanings.com that are contemporary to when these songs came out. So here's the one for uh, uh, Lose Yourself. It says, I respect Eminem as a rapper. I usually don't care for him that much, but he's damn talented. This song really exemplifies it, and it is really motivating song. It was hella awesome when he performed it with the Roots at the Grammys. So positive review from Saint for the confused that was march 7th 2003 so you can find these things online like when they happen they're still on these websites people were into this song people respected his his gifts 
I think this is probably still his biggest hit, right? I mean, this has got to be his biggest song of his career, maybe. Yeah. I think so. I would guess so. I would guess so. I'll, I'll look. Or maybe, I'm not afraid. <laughs> maybe that one. <laughs> I think I said it last time. It's just even uh, even if I had moments and songs where I was, like, into it, just never, just never did it for me. No, I never really gave too much of a shit. It's a great tone setter. Like, I get why, like, it's, like, kind of used as, like, a hype thing. Like, I get, I get it, but... I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean... Apparently, unlike most rap songs, this uses a guitar playing power chords. I looked that up. So, you know, apparently. That's something you mostly hear in rock music. Yeah. I think if it just wasn't him rapping, I'd probably get more hype with this. <laughs> like, I, like, possibly. I think if it was a different rapper in there, I, mean, I, do, I don't mind the music in it. It's just it's something about him. I mean, I can't, you know. I like when, we've talked about this before. I like when he's funny. I like when he's silly. I like when he's silly. Yeah. 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 I don't need the Tony Robbins version of uh, right. Of um, <laughs> yeah. Tony Robbins. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Or uh, who's the, the mega church guy? <laughs> um, oh, Joel Osteen. Joel Osteen. <laughs> <laughs> you should play Joel Osteen in a biopic. Who? Who? Me? No, Eminem. Oh, I think you said you should. I think you said you should. Oh, no, sorry. He should. He should. I mean, I like his rap, his uh, his uh, acting chops, as I said. Yeah. Before. No, he's good. Want to see him act more? Joel Steen. I have some uh, music news. This is four weeks at number one. Um, January seventh. I uh, kept this in for Brandon. Uh, the Philip on Film Live Festival opens at the. <laughs> Barbican Center in London featuring films with music by Philip Glass. Performed live Ooh. by the Philip Glass Ensemble, mm. conducted by Michael Reisman. Philip on Film Live Festival. That's nice. January, January 10th, Andrew Lack, former chief of NBC News, is named the new head of Sony's music division uh, to the <laughs> surprise... What the of, fuck? I know, to the surprise of the music industry because he had no previous experience in the record industry. He's a chief of NBC News, chief of NBC News, the head of Sony's music division, Andrew Lack. (laughs) Okay, good luck. He replaced a name we've said on the podcast at some point, Tommy Mottola. He replaced replaced Tommy Mottola. Oh, so this is the end of the Tommy Mottola reign. Uh, (laughs) Wow. Tommy Mottola was referenced in a disco song we talked about. Yeah. Tommy Mottola. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember who that was, but well, he's had, also like, he was big band. He, he was also married. Sound. He was married to Mariah Carey too. Yeah. Okay. And a, and a really like controlling husband apparently. Um, so. Tommy Mottola resigned the previous day amidst reports of friction with higher Sony executives over huge financial losses in the music division. So interesting. He he resigned the previous day. I, I mean, they must have had lack in mind already. I mean, there's no way you just. This guy resigns and you immediately bring in Lack. I don't know, but it could be like he's so not qualified. It could have been like a you know last minute decision. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Um, Sounds like it was. All right. So there's that. Also, uh, let's see. On January 10th, following an investigation by the International Federation of the Phonographic Industry and London Detectives. Police raids in the UK and the Netherlands recover 500 original Beatles studio tapes recorded during the Let It Be sessions. 
five people are arrested. The tapes have been used for bootleg releases for years. So there's that. Um, oh, here we go. This is a good one. January 13th, uh, the Who guitarist Pete Townsend is arrested by British police on suspicion of possessing and making indecent images of children and of incitement to distribute them. Oof. Yeah. I, I kind of remember, remember this. this. Yeah, yeah. I remember that, too. Townsend. And I still listen to The Who. I <laughs> well, Townsend claims in a statement that he did not download any such images and access websites advertising children pornography because he was researching material for his autobiography, which will include right. passages about, of, about his abusive childhood. Yeah, I remember that defense. I did, too, and then at the time. I believed it, so I, I don't know. Who knows what the... <laughs> <laughs> Dan, right. actually, that that actually makes me remember. I think the one of the first things I remember us talking about was you talking about the Pete Townsend song, thinking that it was he might have opened the door, and uh, it was when I revealed yeah. to you that it was let my love open the door. I think yeah, that I and that was like back then. I still think. Yeah, about and you that. guys yeah. must have talked about the recent pedophilia accusations too at length. Yeah, I'm sure we did. I'm sure we, did. I'm sure we had a nice well, dialogue. Uh, nope, there's a couple more. Uh, Big Day Out <laughs> Festival takes place in Australia <laughs> and New Zealand, head, headlined by Foo Fighters, Jane's Addiction, and Underworld. A screening of the movie Underworld. That's January 17th through February 2nd. And then January 31st, Johnny Cash releases the music video for Hurt. I remember that really well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Man in yeah. Black. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, great. Spent a lot of time on our first song that we've already talked about. <laughs> so yep. Let's, let's uh, move on. Coming up next, uh, only for one week on the chart, oh, no. we have really? B2K featuring Diddy with Bump, Bump, Bump. Yeah. I feel yeah. like this is a big Dan. This is a big Dan thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm just gonna say it now. Get it out of the way. I mean, this is the style and production elements that we were hearing from R. Kelly at the time. Yeah, this is the sound I loved that a lot. Well, yeah, Dan, I I had no idea until this week that this song was rated R. I did not know it was produced by. Yeah, he wrote it. it it's him. Produced and written and okay. I knew that that came from. I knew. I feel like I knew that, and I didn't look it up. Okay. Oh, you didn't know? I remember reading that like a long time ago. Oh, you were just saying it's like R. Kelly. I was saying that now, but in the back of my head, like, wait, was it actually? Was it just produced by him? It was, right? It is R. Kelly. Yeah. And he wrote the song too. Yeah, and he does the background vocals. Yeah, he's definitely doing the right. Sounds like something he would do. Yeah, I'm assuming. Oh, I didn't know about the backing vocals. I think I knew about the production, which is kind of rude. Like they're a boy band group. Right, you have yeah, you have. have the other guys that can sing. Do you um? You guys like the the member names? I like the the member names a lot. They're really fun. Dan, do you know them off the top of your head? It, well, it's the introduction to Omarion. Omarion, of course, but there's also Little Fizz. Yeah. There's Jay Boog and Rasby. Ah, okay. Let's go. I think they're all in You Got Served, maybe? I don't know. I think all of them are in You Got Served, the movie. 
movie, the breakdancing movie that I really loved at the time. <laughs> okay. I don't know if it's all of them. I don't know if it's all of them. I thought that was a courtroom drama that Brandon was oh, yeah. really been into. Courtroom drama, you got served. Very funny. More Latin tinge, gypsy flared music, right? For the new millennium. Spanish yeah. guitar shredding throughout. Uh, you get Diddy, who's probably the best person to shepherd in a new group because he's eternally youthful. And um, here's Diddy doing the verse. Terrible rapper. Diddy and others' constant interjections. When it comes to Diddy, it's, it's kind of almost like filibusting. Yeah. Yeah. Constant chattering. Definitely. Yeah. Throughout the song, it gives a real party vibe. Or like a group harasser vibe, like a bunch of harassers catcalling. It's kind of interesting. It's not just one person singing the whole time. There's always multiple voices happening at once. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, at the, at the time, I, I loved this song. Yeah, big fan. Well, apparently in 2002, Omarion, uh, on a web series, uh, insulted the rest of B2K saying that they were glorified backup dancers. Damn. And uh, I guess there's like a docu-series that he made as well, talking about issues that he's had with members on in the group. Yeah, this is a group. I, 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 I remember the song kind of well, not very well. Yeah. And I just associate this with Dan because... I would say that you're the only person I know that would like listen to the solo albums of all the individual members, and like I would say, oh, like sure. B2K yeah. is like the reference point of, of that. I mean, okay. <laughs> I, I don't know if anybody besides Omarion has any solo music. I've never listened to it. Don't know solo But to your point, to your larger point, yes, that's usually me. Omarion, I was gonna say this. You, you kind of teed this up nicely. Big Omarion guy, all of high school. Yeah, I listened to. I made sure to listen to all anything he put out. In a couple years, like '05, he'll put out an album with Bow Wow. I was listening to that all the time. The Omarion and Bow Wow album. <laughs> yeah, this is this is my shit for sure. Um, feel a certain way about how I'm gonna rank this one now, knowing that. Uh, Fully written and produced by R. Kelly now. Lose, lose here. <laughs> it feels kind of 90s in a way that it's like got that unplugged feel to it. With the acoustic guitar. But the name, B2K, come on. It doesn't get more thousands than that, Dan. B2K. Yeah. Sure. Uh, boys to Ken. Yeah, boys to Ken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Barbie to Ken. Barbie to Ken. Barbie to Ken. Yeah. Relevant. Timeless, really. All right. It sounds, it's it's, Uh, it's very similar to Fiesta, the other R. Kelly song. Very similar. Yeah, now that you say that, it's kind of a rehash or a rewrite. One of them is. Is Fiesta after this or before? Uh, I think you meant to say (laughs) R-hash. I I don't remember. I don't know. Around the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Feels like the same time. Get down, get down. Sorry. Next, we have two <laughs> returning uh, artists together. Yeah. Um, oh, wait. No, I've uh, got news just for one yeah. week. I have one week of news. Sorry. I thought you, uh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, February 3rd. I think um, you should just record this part on your own and send it in. Submit it. 
Um, <laughs> wow. Maybe. Okay, February 3rd. Police respond to a 911 phone call from one of Phil Spector's neighbors and discover the body of actress Lena Clarkson with a gunshot wound oh. at Spector's home in Alhambra, California. Spector is arrested on suspicion of murder. Also the same day, the Martin Basher television film Living with Michael Jackson premieres. I remember this. Oh, wow. I remember this. Uh, definitely. Huge um, music TV moments, yeah. Airs on ABC in the U.S. three days later. So this is when it came out in the U.K. 53 million viewers in the two countries watched the special. Damn. Yeah. The Phil Spector thing was huge. I'm sending in the chat a picture of his mugshot from 2014. Um, right. Classic. Classic. Um, all right, we can make I'm, sure I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised this Phil Spector thing happened this early. I, I don't know why I thought it happened later because maybe the trial happened later or he's. Well, I was actually going to almost. I was actually almost going to say the opposite. I always oh. kind of thought the murder was earlier and the trial was now. Like I thought, like it was like a much older case for some reason. Like it was like reopened. Oh, you I thought it was reopened? I see. I mean, yeah, he was like, doing crazy stuff for decades, but right. this is the first fatality, I think. Who is this picture of? <laughs> Phil, Spector. Phil Spector. It is Phil Spector. Okay, it looks like uh, from Harry Potter. Gollum. Yeah, or some, or, yeah, Gollum or the little guy in Harry Potter that dies. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, Dobby. Dobby. It looks he like looks, Dobby. Yeah, he looks like Dobby. Dobby. All right. All right, next. Move on. All right, so next we have returning to the charts... A duo returning to the charts, right? Duo, yeah. yeah. Jennifer Lopez and LL Cool J with All I Have. Wait, do they have a song together already? No, right? No, no. This is the first time returning as a duo, but they were they each had success. Don't they have another song together? Um, or no? Maybe not. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's just this one I'm thinking of. They feel like the perfect matching, though. They're really good duet partners partners because they match each other's energies i think they're both a little bit corny a little bit cool as well thespian musicians you think j-lo's a little corny a little bit but also a little cool you know i think she's i think she's mostly cool i think i think she's way more cool to corny than l cool j is cool to corny like l cool j cool to corny is even right J-Lo's like 90. You think he's more LL, LL Corny J as much as he is LL Cool J? 50-50. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Like, they're not like... They kind of have a similar place in my mind in terms of coolness. I'm good with that. But I like I like them together. I think it's a really good partnership, personally. But yeah, no, I agree. As a song, I think it's like fine. I think the song is fine. I do not remember this at all. Whoa, really? Oh, I definitely remember this. I remember this. Yeah. I remember this. How could I forget? I, I remember the video for this, too. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, Dave, Dave said, how could I forget? Yeah. <laughs> how could I forget? Okay, it's another, like, version of J-Lo singing over an 80s R&B sample. And there's, like, a couple that hit number one already with Ja Rule, right? So she's kind of, like, continuing that formula for this song. So it's nothing new necessarily, but I do like this version of it a lot. It hasn't really dipped in quality for me. Just from title, I couldn't remember this song, and then when it started, I uh, yeah, I remembered it. Like yeah, like 
but I remember, like, I remember the LL Cool J stuff more. Yeah. <laughs> like, when I was thinking of this song, I remember his, like, little, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, his rebuttals or, his, or rebuttals. Yeah. 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 I remember those for some reason, and not, not anything from J-Lo, really. <laughs> so, the story and the lyrics is, like, she's ready to end the relationship. LL's still trying to, like, hold on. Because he kind of took the, the relationship for granted. But I can truly say I think that J-Lo is done. She's reached her breaking point, and she's not going to uh, put up with this crap anymore. It's done. It's over, Dan. Got it. I can hear it in her voice. Speaking of that, I mean, a lot of loud buzz lately that she's one of the most prevalent uh, users of ghost singers on her recordings. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I do not believe those rumors. No, I believe it in some scenarios. Not this one, because this sounds... This sounds like her. Yeah. But there are some that it, you can kind of tell that there's maybe two voices like going on. No, she wouldn't do that. <laughs> we, we, might have, we might have talked about it already, but um, there's like recordings that have been out there on the internet and like reshared more recently of just like raw vocals of just her singing. And it, it's really bad. She's not good at singing. She's never. She was not like known as like a singer, right. You know, yeah. an like an entertainer, entertainer. Or pop star, good dancer, good dancer. Probably, probably better dancer than uh than L. Cool J. But no, we talk oh, about okay. it. It's 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 more of a <laughs> no. Then she is singer, <laughs> better Dave. But uh, no, it's more about just the coolness, the charisma, the vibe. That's always been her thing, and the slight corniness too. Slight corniness, I guess. I don't. I don't think I see the corn as much as you do, but. <laughs> but yeah, good duo. I do agree. Um, understand this song hitting number one, but yeah, I'm kind of. I think it's like fine. I'm kind of whatever on this one. Ella Cool J was still putting out music, but he also was very uh, busy with his movie career uh, as well. Was he as fully? Was J-Lo. Yeah. As was J Lo at this yeah. point. Yeah. Was Ella Cool J a CBS guy yet at this point? I don't think yet. I don't think the yet. The main CBS guy? He was guy. in SWAT. <laughs> I know he yeah. was in SWAT yeah. this year. Hosting the Grammys? Like, yeah. I feel like um, he was just All right, doing do you have news now. to read? Yes. So it was four weeks at number one, February 8th to March 1st. During this time, February 8th, Avril Lavigne scores her third single, I'm With You, making her the second. It says third number one single, but we're looking at the number one. Maybe number one on a different chart. Must be on a different chart. Or Canada. Yeah. Making her the second artist in history to have three consecutive number one songs from a debut album in in the Billboard mainstream top 40. Uh, Just sounds made up. Uh, (laughs) February 23rd. Fanfic. Fanfic. February 23rd, you have the uh, 45th annual Grammys featuring Nickelback, No Doubt, Foo Fighters, Beyonce, And other performers, Nora Jones, this is the big Nora Jones Grammys, um, wins a total mm. of six awards, including all four in the general field. Nora Jones, b- big time mom music. Yeah, huge in my family. Yeah. Heavy rotation in, in the collection. 
probably one of the final true adult contemporary. I mean, right? We'll we'll talk true. about that with the bonus bills probably. I'm sure true. we'll get into it, but although no, this would have been year before. It would have been year. There's more coming. There's there's more coming. It would have oh. been oh, but this would have been oh two. This is oh two music. It's oh three Grammys. Eh, never mind. Yeah. On February twenty fourth, huge news, huge news. Uh, okay. Robert Trujillo joins Metallica, February twenty fourth. <laughs> yeah, um, oh, yeah I remember this. Yeah, yeah. So, was it on Board Bills Music News two thousand one? You said that the bass player Jason Newstead left. Um, probably. So they've had no bass player for two years. Well, yeah. This is the documentary, the greatest documentary ever made. <laughs> right. Some kind of Bob monster. Rock, the All producer, the... has been playing bass <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So good. And then March 3rd, again, this is just Avril Lavigne fans spamming this Wikipedia page. <laughs> Avril Lavigne kicks off her first headlining tour, the Try to Shut Me Up tour. Yeah, I'm looking at her singles uh, chart. Like, I don't see that reflected anywhere. It must be some other chart. That yeah, it's just a random chart. The ones that we <laughs> look at. Yeah, here. Billboard mainstream top forty. I don't. I don't know. Well, that's the album chart. Anyway, go to the next song. Hopefully, there's no more Levine news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How could you say um, that, Dan? Okay. I would take Adam Levine news at this point. <laughs> oh no. Oh wow. But no, we oh. have a huge song. Uh, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine weeks. Yeah, nine? this takes us from March to May in the club by uh, Curtis Jackson, star of Den of Thieves, the best he- heat <laughs> ripoff that exists, uh, also known as Fifty Cent. Go, go, yeah. Go, 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 so, go, shorty, go shorty, it's your birthday. birthday. Basically, replace the birthday like song at this point. <laughs> Which I'm pro because I think the original Happy Birthday composition is trite and lazy. So <laughs> I'm into this as a replacement. But the beat, I remember hearing the beat for the first time. Kind of instant classic. Those orchestra hits kind of hint at the grandness of like the arrival of a new like rap star. And it's by Dr. Dre, right? That he's behind the, the, the beat making again. Yep, yep, yep. So th- it does contain a sample, but I don't think it's the beat. I mean, well, I definitely want to check it out in a second here. But kind of like what I talked about with Ja Rule, where it was like, even if there was one sampled element, there was started to be more just like original, writ- like produced music to make it sound like it was sampled, you know, to kind of like, you know, make it a loop, make it, you know, like sound like it was an original sample. But to me, this always felt like, oh, this was like made whole cloth from scratch um, I guess we're about to find out if that's true or not yeah. this song and 50 Cent I was never a 50 Cent like lover never loved yeah. yeah never I felt like everybody around me was and I just right I was so much more into 
uh, well, production-wise, you know, Neptunes and what you talk about all the time, and Pharrell and anything they were doing, I was always way more into. I was definitely more into Nelly. I was definitely way more into. What about John ja Rule, his rival? No, not that into John ja Rule either. <laughs> Although I love, we talked about this. I think either last year or the year before. Um, living it up, oh, love that song. Love that song. All the ladies be living it up. See if you wonder. <laughs> yeah, Fifty Well, and this will definitely come up. I think even more in the other song that hits number one by Fifty Cent. I mean, thank God for Dr. Dre, because without him, Fifty Cent, come on, right. he's not like this amazing rapper or like lyricist, really. Not really. Not really. But I, I mean, but true, like I, huge hip hop people and rap people. Dead. Dead. Never, true hip hop and rap people would definitely disagree with that statement. I think I'm crazy. But I don't know. I, his big songs, none of the lyrics are particularly amazing. I'm not a lyricist. But but to be fair, have I really done a deep dive into his catalog to speak in the same that for sure? No, I'll admit that right now. No, I haven't. And I think people that are big 50 Cent fans probably say that. But as we'll see in coming years when you have the you know establishing G-Unit, the other guys, those guys are better. They're better. I always felt that. I always thought uh, the game and Lloyd Banks, those, those guys were great. Yeah, I was really into those guys. But Young Buck. Yeah, right. Young Buck. 50 Cent. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I never but who loved, was the leader? loved it. He's a leader. Who was a leader? Yeah. Who was the guy who brought us vitamin water or bought vitamin water? <laughs> I forget. But um, I do also like the uh, general trend in this time. And it, I think it even started before this of rapping about being in the club, the club setting. That is so many right. rap songs like in Pop and Chris, Pop and Crystal. That's like, you know, the champagne, the club seat. That's. That's what the big. That's what all these giant rap songs are yeah. talking about, like Lil John, and you know, like that's all. You know, yeah. But the other thing about Fifty Cent was that um, a lot of his appeal was that he he got shot. He was like yeah, more it's authentic. Like, it's, yeah, it's what everybody talked about. Yeah. He brought like gangster. By the way, G G unit, the G and G unit stands for gangster. So he brought that authenticity to the music, I guess. Oh yeah, I would never deny him that. Just pure rapper. I, there's just there's better. Right, he's I mean, limited, yeah. but yeah. But I agree. I think he has like iconic songs because of the beats and like I mean, he's good at like song construction. The the lyrics are kind of lacking. Something kind of interesting is that he got shot in the face. So like it literally changed the way he rapped. So you can hear he kind of has a slur. You can hear the him being shot in his music, which the fact that you can like literally hear the authenticity in the tunes is kind of interesting. I, I don't know. I thought about that today. Like, yeah. And his like rivalry with Ja Rule was like, you're uh, from Murder Incorporated or what was it Murder? Yeah. Like Murder Inc. Murder Inc. Yeah. Yeah. I actually got yeah. shot. I should have died. Yeah. <laughs> I should have died. Yeah. So, you know, he was such a huge huge artist he was like the rap star at the time oh yeah for sure no yeah. and, and i'm not saying undeserving by any means um he's very cool i understand his popularity but i just there were other rappers i was i just were, was way more into yeah at the time um and i thought we were yeah. more clever and you know maybe creative um Definitely. but um i remember specifically watching the vmas this year uh which maybe i'll well it would have already come out. Uh, we haven't recorded it yet at this time. Dan and Bravo. But where Chris Rock hosted this year, and he's talking about 50 Cent. 
And he's yeah. like, everybody, you know, he's Chris Rock. Everybody's talking about how 50 Cent got shot nine times. And he had the joke Chris Rock makes is he got, he took more shots to the face than Jenna Jameson. Chris Rock joke. Ooh. Yeah. Pretty good like Chris Rock joke. Pretty good. Pretty good Chris porn? Rock like porn? Like porno? Yeah. Yeah. Like porn, Dave. Yes, like porn. <laughs> In- interestingly like enough. Like porno? Like I, I <laughs> Do you mean like porno? <laughs> It's probably because me not being familiar with most of his stuff, like even probably some of the later singles. But I, I've always been surprised at his longevity because, like, I was like, I just don't know a lot of his songs. And I mean, even yeah. just looking at it, like, so he there's like all these singles that have been released, but he hasn't had one chart since 2012. Like all of these from there's like a ton of songs from 2013 on that just literally didn't chart. So I, yeah. I've always been kind of surprised that he's still remains so huge. But because he became, you know, more, you know, crossed over into other ventures. Yeah. Mogul, I want to play this like mogul. sample moment real quick. Okay, so it's that part is it's just that. So I mean, it's, it's so a this was just kind of, of like a like a purely constructed by Dre uh, beat, which is great. Beats by Dre. Love Dr. Dre. Beats by Dre. <laughs> Um, all right, I guess you have a whole bunch of news. Oh, yeah, it's nine weeks. Strap in. Brandon, if you want to use the bathroom, maybe go early. I do actually have to pee, and I have to get my water because I left it, and I'm thirsty because I've been talking. All right, I'm just going to read the news. Dave, would you be willing to listen to the news? I can't guarantee I'll be paying attention the whole time, but I will be here. Okay. Like, physically. That's good enough for me. Um, and one of our older, not older, I think it was... 2001 board bills. I just read the news by myself, so maybe that'll happen again. Yeah. Um, Sounds I'll, pretty lonely. Uh, one of the a couple of these news things I would have liked for Brandon to hear. Maybe <laughs> I'll, maybe I'll save them when he comes back. Uh, okay, March 10th, Johnny Cash is admitted to Baptist Hospital in Nashville, Tennessee, to undergo treatment for pneumonia. So that's right after the video for Hurt comes out. Right, he has to go to the hospital. Did he get it from the set of Hurt? He got hurt on set. Um, <laughs> he got hurt on set. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah. But here we go. Huge. I remember this really well. Um, also March 10th, Dixie Chicks unleash a firestorm of controversy at a concert in London when lead singer Natalie Maines announces to the audience that, just so you know, we're ashamed of the president of the United States is from Texas. And the, uh, the group yeah. is dropped from radio playlists all over the U.S. and receives death threats as a result. This is Crazy. another great example of a totally unfair cancellation. Like a totally like, oh yeah, so stupid. Like similar to Janet. Well, I mean, not similar, but I feel similarly. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. Just like, yeah. Like I mean, imagine something like that happening now. Like imagine if there was backlash. I, I, it's, 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 it's wild yeah, it's to me especially because they're country artists right that's like the first right it was why, like, it was surprising but they were but it was an early form of cancellation for sure brandon yeah. i just mentioned the dixie chicks thing are you talking about the chicks yeah dixie okay, chicks. i had a feeling that's who you were talking about yeah well they're not called that anymore okay. at the time they were called dixie chicks oh, they're th- now called yes. the chicks no but i'm talking about <laughs> yeah, but that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about them no i know oh, okay i was just right. saying but they update. were they they got death threats for you know saying they were ashamed mm-hmm. of the president that he's from Texas, yeah yeah and then also because it's like 
aftermath of, of 9-11. Right. The uh, war in Afghanistan. Yeah. It might be pre-war in Iraq, right? I forget. Or is it this that this is the year that happens? I, f- I can't remember, but... I think it was this year, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of like, you can't go against the president. Like, we're at war here. Right. How dare you question oh, yeah. what's going on? I, okay, you know what? That's something... Oh, wow. I just... I didn't write this down. I just remember this. Th- this year, I'm pretty sure it was this year, it was 03. This is when I went to OzFest with my dad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> went to OzFest uh-huh. because we both wanted to see Black Sabbath. And this is the only way to see them. <laughs> you have to go to OzFest because they're the headliners for OzFest. And yeah, it was certainly me being exposed to more of these like very intense metal bands with my dad being exposed to this whole scene, which was very funny to see. And we, I mean, we didn't, we weren't there the whole day we got there very late in the day. So we missed a lot of bands, but it was like from a distance seeing like these mosh pits and shit like, you know, Slipknot and, um, hate breed. <laughs> um, and then the headliner, the black label society, the last three bands were black label society then Judas priest, then black Sabbath, which was pretty cool to see at the time to see those three in a row. Uh, I remember Judas priest being really sick, but, um, Okay. Black Sabbath performing War Pigs, the screen, the footage that they were showing was of like World War II and, and like Vietnam, right? Earlier yeah. in the tour, it was images of the war in Iraq and the current war, and they were forced to not show that anymore because people were pissed off that, that they were performing War Pigs, an anti-war right. song, but with a message that they were against the current war. To how like so, so shitty that they were forced to take those sort of images down, even though the messaging's the same, guys. Like, well, like why? Like, this is, <laughs> yeah. Do, are you not yeah. like? If you not listen to this, do you not know what the song's about? Like, this is what the song is. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, yeah. it's. Yeah, I think in 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 hindsight now, obviously, you know, I think I wonder if something as uh, impactful as nine eleven happened today. If this, if there would be the same level of patriotism, I don't think so. I think no that way. bubble is burst for sure. Definitely not um, yeah, the case. Yeah. And no so way. there definitely was that. There was just like that moment, that, that like quick moment of like I'm not saying like universal patriotism, but like the 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 majority sentiment, I guess. And yeah, I mean, just even thinking back to the Dixie Chicks thing. I had to look up when the song I'm Not Ready to Make Nice was because I was like, was that at the same time? It was a few years later in response to what happened in 2003, like in the backlash that they got over that. Because I remember that song being like their statement about like, it's, it's this, what is our country that make a, we, our words can, you know, send people into an outrage for expressing an opinion. And it's just interesting that that was happening then. They were kind of on the forefront of that. Oh, yeah. I think it's cool. It's definitely cool. Uh, absolutely yeah you think it's cool brandon <laughs> at the just, I, we all I don't do know you, maybe you guys were shitting on it when i was peeing <laughs> <laughs> at the time did i feel that way probably not i was probably just listening to bullshit my dad was spewing and was and was like oh how, how dare they how dare they <laughs> um but uh all right so i got a lot more news but that was a good uh Good little, okay. good little sidebar. Uh, okay, March 24th, uh, Meteora by Linkin Park debuts at number one, the Billboard 200 album chart. Hell yeah. Um, they just put out the remix album. And yeah, I saw that. Their songs are charting again. Hey, why not? Yeah. 
Okay. March 25th. Um, it says Celine Dion begins a new day, her Las Vegas residency show. Hell yeah. <laughs> it would uh, run for almost five years and over 700 shows. I watched home. I watched a little bit of a documentary where they show clips from it. It looked awesome. My cousin or my mom's cousin was like a cleanup choreographer uh, for that production. Really? So like would like help train like new dancers that would like join the show and like that type of thing. Awesome. Okay, April 1st. Do, uh, not it. Well, maybe it's a kind of a version of an April Fool's. Dozens of fans walk out during a Pearl Jam concert when lead singer Eddie Vedder makes comments opposing the Iraq war and insulting remarks about U.S. President George W. Bush. So similar thing. Um, don't remember this story, but um, this was something. I think that's cool. <laughs> hey, me too. <laughs> Um, I don't know if you guys do. Other audience members boo and shout at Vetter, telling him to shut up. Vetter <laughs> attempts to calm the crowd by adding, just to clarify, we support the troops. Come on. Just go all in. <laughs> just go all in. <laughs> Eddie, yeah. go all in, man. Come on. Just just do it. Say fuck the troops. No, no. <laughs> Say fuck the troops. <laughs> Listen, we're, we're a show of takes. We're a podcast of takes. You yeah. got to go all in on takes. I do all the time. I lie all the time on this show. You got to right. you got to go all in, even <laughs> if it's just you're just lying. Yeah, um, got to do what the Avril Lavigne fans do. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Brandon, April fourth, Alex Katunik quits Incubus. Big blow, right, Brandon? April eighth, uh, Godsmack releases their third studio album, Faceless. Oh, God, it's always so funny. <laughs> what makes it into the music news? This that made it in. Um, okay, April sixteenth, Luther Vandross suffers a severe stroke at his home in New York City. Oh, no. He emerges from a coma six weeks later. God, I don't even think I knew that. Wow. He was in a coma for six weeks. Wow, God, I didn't know that. Um, so he's probably gonna die soon. Damn. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> Love Luther. Um, Has one more album, I think, though. Right? Maybe. I don't know. April 21st. This is my father. S Club. It says S Club. I'm assuming this is S Club 7. Or maybe they became yeah. S Club. Oh. Maybe they became S Club. Maybe. <laughs> Announced live on stage at London's Docklands Arena that they've decided to split up after five years together. Uh, their Yikes. final single, Say Goodbye, enters the chart at number two. A month after the announcement, Rachel Stevens from the group launched her successful solo career shortly after with the song Sweet Dreams, My LAX. Oh, LAX. Pretty good. Oh, wow. Pretty good. Wow, wow, wow. Clever. Um, Did you see? They were in the news today. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that. One of the members. One of the members died. Yeah. I was going to break that. I, but did, I did not see that. <laughs> RIP. S Club 6 now. Yeah, no, it's that, uh, I feel bad. There's only six left. Okay. April 26th and 27th, uh, Coachella Valley Music and Arts Ooh, Festival takes birthday. place in California. Headlined by Beastie Boys and Red Hot Chili Peppers. The lineup also features Queens of the Stone Age, Iggy and the Stooges, Ben Harper and the Innocent Criminals, Blur, The White Stripes, Sonic Youth, Black Eyed Peas, Interpol, the Mars Volta, NERD, and Primal Scream. Sounds like a fun time. I thought we covered this already. Could be a repeat news item. April 28th, Apple opens the iTunes Music Store. <laughs> I thought that happened like two years ago. Um, uh, didn't iTunes well, not get re released yet, Brendan? 
Yeah, because we haven't done this Bravo, so. Right. We've recorded it. The yet. iPod yeah. is out, but not iTunes. They just music launched store. the iTunes Music Store. Okay, April 28th, offering 200,000 songs for download at a cost of 99 cents each. More than a million songs are sold just, in the, huh. the store's first week. Stepping on my, stepping on my territory. Always will. Always will. <laughs> and then, guys, May 7th, good news, I, I guess. Uh, Pete Townsend is cleared of the charges stemming from his arrest in January <laughs> on suspicion of Possessing child pornography, but is formally cautioned and placed on the sex offenders register for five years. Oh. Yes, we all know when you are cleared of a crime that then you're all good to go and completely innocent. Totally. (laughs) All right. Next song. All right. Next song. Sean Paul with Get Busy, three weeks on the charts. Oh, yeah. Um, just saw him advertised playing the Fillmore in Philly soon. you want to fly in, Dan? You ever, um, you ever see the clip of Hall talking about this song and Sean Paul? It's very funny. No. There's a clip. He's a fan? Yes. And it's very funny. There's, a, there's some interview when Jake Hall was promoting... Probably the Spider-Man movie he was in, where I don't know how it came up, but like this song came on and he's like vibing to it and he's and he's like raving about Sean Paul. Jake Gyllenhaal loves Sean Paul. It's very funny. Jake Gyllenhaal loves Sean Paul. Yeah, but Jamaica famously hates this shit, right? Okay. Dan? Okay, I'm happy you brought that up. They often refuse to show Sean Paul any love. He's the most hated man in Jamaica. Dan, did you look this up? Did you read about no, this? No, I'm just going. I'm just going based off of our uh, okay. number one Jamaican culture okay. correspondent, Danny. So I first-hand account Google this just to see if, if this was another thing that I was just pulling out of my ass. So yeah, this was 2001 board bills. Yeah, we had Shaggy. It wasn't me hitting number one. And I talked about how in my family vacations to Jamaica, they loved Shaggy, but for some reason. Sean Paul, I assumed they would be very into there. He's from Jamaica, but they weren't. Like, when I was go there, they were, like, way more into Shaggy. Yeah. So I looked this up to see if I was just pulling this out of my ass as, like, a false memory. It's kind of true because at this point, Get Busy comes out. A lot of people in Jamaica have, like, an attitude of, like, he was a guy bringing dance hall to the forefront a few years ago, but now he's sellout guy. He's a sellout. Oh, selling out. He's kind of selling out. So it's like, it's kind of, I don't think with everybody, but it, there is like that kind of an attitude amongst Jamaicans with Sean Paul that he kind of sold out. We're not that into it. Really? So that's that's true. I, that's an article I just read today about how Jamaicans feel about Sean Paul for some reason. It's like a weird class thing too, because apparently he came from kind of a wealthier family. And that's a part of it too, where like a lot of Jamaicans don't, they're not into him. Uh, okay. He was more privileged than. Right. There's some of that too. Um, but okay, that stuff aside, I fucking love this song. I, I was a, I was hugely, when I saw this was on the list, I was like, oh my God, I was listening to this song all the time. This was on like my main playlist, iTunes, that, um, and like CD that like I would just play this all the time. This was a jam for me. Big time jam, especially this summer. Uh, 03, for sure. Yeah. There's like, I mean, d- different cultures, not, not as much. Uh, in America, but like have like specific rhythms that make their music, you know, like defined, like to their 
culture and like he, he it's like he's using and this brought me back to I took like a rhythmic uh, dictation course in, in, in college which was like my favorite because we like covered all this stuff but like you can actually like go and look at like like the the, the rhythm R-I-D-D-I-M like the whole like backstory of like di- like specific dance hall rhythms and that stuff so it's like he is bringing it's still there but I you know I, I mean that whole sellout thing definitely was always uh, probably an issue with more with artists who broke out like that um but it's not like he completely changed the sound and, and like watered it down like it is it's no. almost kind of still there yeah he clearly sounds jamaican like his accents there he didn't change it for american audiences or anything like that i i don't think i really appreciated it as much at the time but it's a very cool beat yeah it, i love like the it's almost like a like a mellotron sounding string thing in the background yeah. i like all the vocal samples it's yeah, it's great. And then I also didn't realize that he shouts out like a bunch of different girls' names in the beginning. Two yeah. of them who are very dear to his heart, his GF Jody and Miss Kana, her close friend, even to this day. But he says Annabella, Rebecca. He says, I think da- Rebecca and Donna. Jody and Rebecca. Didn't know that at the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was. I, no, I didn't time, you know, no catch idea. Yeah. a lot of the lyrics at the time, but. Yeah, it's cool. It kind of reminds me of like uh, Lou Bega. Oh, I remember what Gyllenhaal said. He said like you get. He said something like you get Sean Paul in any song. It's a hit. Like, <laughs> guy loves Sean Paul. Gyllen Paul. Gyllen Paul. Jake Gyllen Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I got a quote from uh, songmeanings.com, dot com, two thousand three. Okay, this is from I got full on fella fever. Shit, I love this beat. It makes you full want to get up and groove your hips. I, yeah, the clip is kicking. Best dancing man, I swear. So, yeah, a lot of enthusiasm for this sound on songmeetings.com. I think at one point he says, don't get agitate, like don't get agitated. He also says vex. I remember like him saying vex and me looking up the word vex. Right, yeah. Stood out to me. Yes, it's like it's a very like um, almost Shakespearean word. Or something <laughs> yeah, like. sure. Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. He's had a lot of hits. Sean Paul. This is easily my favorite. This was always my favorite. I There's one I like more. Which one? If it's gonna Which, hit number one. Which one? Uh, you, you do not want to reveal. I won't. I won't reveal it. Is it? I a, can't remember the title. That's why I'm still in love with you, no. boy. Remember that one? <laughs> it was another like rhythmic song. Temperature. Yeah. Oh, I think that's this decade. Yeah. I got I like the right one. temperature. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Yeah, I like good. that one. Sean Paul's great. Sean Paul's good. <clears throat> Sean Paul the third. Pope Sean Paul. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, so this is May. It's also my birthday month, so like I'm in the zone when this song. <laughs> Turning, what, 13, maybe? Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. Okay. So May 14th. May nineteenth. What do you think, Dave? 14, I think he was right? turning thirteen, right? No, because you, when you turn oh, fourteen, three. freshman year. Was she born in eighty nine? Oh no, yeah, you're right. Thirteen. Oh, yeah. tur- turning yeah. fourteen. Yeah, turning fourteen. Question my math again. Question my math. <laughs> when it comes to ages and years, <laughs> I just accept it. <laughs> Dave is right. Turning fourteen. Okay. 
Uh, May 19th, the former TV channel Much Music USA relaunches as Fuse. Definitely no Fuse. Ah, uh, yeah. I remember the rebrand, yeah. May 21st, Ruben Studdard wins the second season of American Idol. Oh, he did, huh? It says edging Clay Aiken. (laughs) 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 Didn't know it was that kind of show. (laughs) Which, so that explains the song that's coming up um, in a little bit, I guess. Um, (laughs) But... uh, well, yeah, we'll, 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 get, we'll, there we'll, get, we'll get there because that's something that's the like, number one thing I want to talk about with you guys is that fucking song that comes. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. May 24th, after a 40 year wait, Russian fans of the Beatles finally get to see former Beatle Paul McCartney perform on their soil on the Red Square in Moscow. Mm. That, that's cool. I don't think I knew that. First time. Red Paul. He's in Russia. Red Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Paul. Red Paul. <laughs> Um, all right, that's uh, that's it. Let's move on. All right. Speaking of math, already back. Twenty-one questions. Yeah, fifty cent featuring Nate Dog. One, two, three, four weeks on the charts, taking us into summer. Well, uh, Nate Dog back for the first time, right? Since uh, we talked about regulate. Yeah, did he hit? Did he hit number one? Did that hit number one? I know we talked about that on the show. Maybe a bonus chart. Probably a bonus chart. Right. Either that or unaired power hour, set host power hour. That's I keep forgetting. Right? Yeah. Sample. Yeah. Um, yeah, 50 Cent Sing Rap He's jumped on the Sing Rap train He jumped on the Sing Rap train Same album He like famously like had a, Yeah, I said before He had a lot of problems with Ja Rule Who also sang and rapped I wonder if 50 feels more comfortable singing himself With Nate Dogg A consummate gangster present Who has a gorgeous tone He's a thug R&B legend Like I wonder if like Oh, if Nate's doing it, it's okay if I do it. And uh, it, there's no, like, G-checking going on. The authenticity is still there. Interesting. And also, I, about this song, guitar. Guitar is so key over and over again in hip-hop at this time. Yeah. You know, I was playing a lot of guitar in 2003. I like to hear that. I like to know that guitar was still a big instrument. On the charts. This one, I'm, and well, I'll say something else about this song in a second. But this one, I, I'm pretty sure that's a, that's a Barry White guitar. Guitar lick. I was gonna say this sounds more like a sample than yeah than the other song than in the club. It's still guitar. It's still guitar. It's no, I was just saying. I was just saying like this is like a, like a sample. <laughs> but so like what I said with the J Lo song, I do not remember this at all. Like so like this was you don't in the in the, the valley Brandon. in 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 my like, hip hop dude Brandon you fucked up. <laughs> I I, sh- I honestly don't. Believe me. <laughs> this song is everywhere. It just, it really. Listen, this moment in time, 
How deep is that? Like 2004 or whatever. Was probably three? my was lowest three, four, Brandon, five. Wait, like, Brandon, right here, right here. Three, four, love you like a fat kid, love cake. I love you like a fat kid, love cake. Everybody was saying that. Everybody was saying that. I was sorry. Continue. No, but I think that this was probably, probably aside from when I was a baby or something, the lowest point in my like appreciation and and consuming of rap and hip hop. Like I just was no, I was nowhere near. And like, like, kind of rejected it at the the most at this time. And like, when I then revisited a lot of stuff later, this is not the era I went back to. Right. So I mean, yeah, I'm sure I've heard it, and but I just, it's like, I was like, wow, like, doesn't sound familiar to me. Wow, that is shocking. Yeah, there's another one. I remember the video really well. Yeah. Love you like a fat kid. Love cake was just like. The, the lyric from this song that's, you know, people, I think, I feel like most people just kind of made fun of. I was like, what is he doing? I was going to ask if Brandon, if you, you could, like, you counted the uh, questions. Did they actually uh, come to 21 questions you asked? Did they do 21? 21. I'm not sure I can count if you want. <laughs> you don't have to. Get back to you on that. <laughs> that is surprising. I know, because I, I mean, I think I listened to a lot of Hot 97 in the car with my brother. My brother also really loves G Unit and like worked out to their C D a lot. So yeah, this one I was very familiar with, but um I have a quote from June fifth, two thousand three from Hyub seven one three. They say, I would only buy his album for fifty cents. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Damn. Not a fan, I guess. Yeah, this this song I think I feel like probably got even more people saying like, okay, is he a good lyricist? Like, <laughs> like, cause well, there's a lot of just dumb stuff in this one, like just lyrically, but yeah. I do kind of like, I like this one more, I think <laughs> than in the club. Like I like, I like that. He's uh, yeah. I like the energy. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. He's Im- immediately like showing a more vulnerable side after coming in like with a bang within yeah. the club. So interesting, but he's still like, yeah, again, like he's able to, still be authentically gangster sure while doing so good i have i have some breaking news here now i did it twice and i maybe i did it wrong because i was trying to also listen but if you exclude the questions that he repeats Uh uh-huh in the chorus there are 21 unique question mark statements. Oh, wow. Wow. Well done. I didn't know. I didn't I didn't read through every line, but like cuz it looks like some of the lines continue and then the question is at the end of the next line. Yeah. But there are it looks to be 21 unique questions. I I think I I mean I, I did it Damn. twice, but that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Thank you. That Congrats. yeah, so I mean that makes me think he's even more authentic. He's doing the work. He's doing the research fact checking and you know making sure everything is correct so wow (laughs) that's big (laughs) that was big (laughs) that was big for our show to get that dan what are you thinking about it seems like you're trying to think of (laughs) like a joke is there a joke you were trying to say or wrong i know it's hard to multitask when you're trying to think of like if you miss, you, know, you pull a Costanza, you miss an opportunity to say the perfect joke. It was a Costanza. I missed an opportunity, not for a joke, but for a uh, like an anecdote, like a story. Okay, never mind. Okay, I can I can always kind of tell when you're yeah. georging out. <laughs> uh, yeah, 
Great. Music Great. news? Yeah, we can move on. Music news. Um, May 31st to June 1st, because this was four weeks, most of June, that is hitting number one. It's the inaugural Download Festival. It's called Download <laughs> Festival. <laughs> uh, it takes place at Donington Park in Leicestershire, England. Uh, Iron Maiden and Audio Slave headlined the main stage. And the the latter acting as replacements for original headliners Limp Bizkit. Ah, it was supposed to be Limp Bizkit. The Scuzz, the Scuzz stage, it's called the Scuzz stage, <laughs> is, <laughs> is headlined by A and NoFX. A? Yeah, it's just called A. A? It just says A. A? It's the letter A? A. I don't know. All right, June 14th, Justin Timberlake, Christina Aguilera kicked off their summer Justified and Strip Tour. I remember that. Love the Justified album. Love Justin Timberlake. Uh, okay, LA, California radio stations, uh, K Rock FM, radio station, K Rock FM, airs the 11th annual uh, Weenie Roast Show. Weenie Roast Show with AFI, the Ataris, Blur, Chevelle, Chevellery. Uh, Deftones, Finch, Foo Fighters, Godsmack, Good Charlotte. A lot of stuff we've talked about on Butt yeah. Rock. Yeah, a lot of Butt Rock. Good Charlotte, Hot Hot Heat, Interpol, Jane's Addiction, oh. Less Than Jake, Liam Lynch, Stained. Classic. Yeah. Some 41, Thrice, The Transplants, The Use, The White Stripes, and Pete Yorn. Wow. So that's that. And then Alice Cooper begins production of his 26th album. It is a departure... <laughs> It is a departure from the heavy metal sound of previous albums and is more influenced by his albums of the 1970s. So somebody made sure to put that in there. <laughs> um, okay, June 20th. That's a lot of albums. Yeah, God, I did not know That's he had like that many. That's like too many. He had so many. Um, yeah. June 20th, Beyonce releases her number one debut solo album, Dangerously in Love. We got one of her songs coming up soon on this list. It's going to earn her five Grammys in a single night. Why does it say in a single night? What else would it be? Well, because she got more Grammys later on. But it's we're oh, talking about that one makes album. No sense. <laughs> okay. It also they just do this on this Wikipedia page. Unnecessary add-ons to these sentences. Um, <laughs> it also spawned two number one singles in the U.S. and has sold 11 million copies to date. And then finally, end of June, Glastonbury Festival, UK headline acts include David Gray. R.E.M., Primal Scream, More Cheaper, The Flaming Lips, Radiohead, (laughs) Super Furry Animals, Lamb, Macy Gray, Feeder, Manic Street Preachers, Moby and Doves. Uh, It says, the weather is mostly dry. (laughs) (laughs) Good to know. And the festival deemed a success from both a security and entertainment viewpoint by Michael Evis. Uh, All right. Play play the next song. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right so this it's here is this is the night by clay aiken when the world two weeks on the charts <laughs> yeah so the unfortunate thing about this I was i had to perform this song at an event oh my god oh, no. dude i did not know this shit at all i never heard th- I, I don't think i've ever heard this before so me neither i i remember the ruben song i remember the ruben song but don't remember this song. Oh my god! So I mean, it is an amazing polar opposite number one. 
from our last one, The Descent, Nate Dog. <laughs> like, yeah. The fact that this can, like, chart directly after is what makes our nation so great, you know? This is what happens when you have a new head of Sony Music that doesn't come from the music industry <laughs> take over. Yeah. <laughs> Things go right. I think really what it comes down to is, and I, I'm sure Daniel want to get into this too, but they realize that like, even though the results led to Ruben winning, that this was their real moneymaker. Like, and they put a, they definitely did not put as much of the machine behind Justin Guarini as they did with Clay Aiken. Like, Clay Aiken was the, yeah. the moneymaker and the bankable uh, contestant for that. Yeah, much bigger figure than Ruben. Yeah. Probably unfairly. I mean, Ruben was great. I remember, like, he had an amazing voice. Yeah. Uh, musically, it sounds like I'm in church, which I hate, but, but like a mega church. It's like, this is a mega church. Yeah. But he says, like, lift me up. Like, he says heaven in, in the lyrics. So it, it could easily be disguised or, like, confused with, like, a Christian rock tune. And it's also proof that American Idol was such a gigantic part of our culture that probably anything that Aiken released at that point in time would have been a huge hit. Yeah. And uh, kind of has a similar theme to Kelly Clarkson's number one, A Moment Like This. Yeah. Like, very self-referential, fits perfectly into the American Idol, like, finale. Like, being aware of the grandness or greatness of the moment they're achieving by being on American Idol. This is the night. A moment like this. I'll never forget tonight. Yeah. That type of thing. So I got this from uh, songfacts.com. It didn't go over well with the judges. Randy said, Whereas I hated th- that song, and I hope they don't make it your first single, dude. You blew your brains out on that. Dude, you sang your face off. Simon Cowell was also underwhelmed by the song, saying it was like American Idol the musical. It's a great descriptor. Yeah. So, like, I kind of like that they themselves knew that it was a shitty, crappy song that they're just giving to this kid. Yeah. Paula was like, I liked it. Paula was like, I liked it. <laughs> it was the other Simon, like the creator, Simon Fuller, that was pushing this song. Hey, they push it to number one. So, sucks. Sucks. <laughs> it's, it's the worst song on the Billboard chart in a long time. Yeah. It's like, what, what yeah, was that song? It's, it's the worst we've heard this decade, this season. What probably. was that song from 1990 that we oh. thought was so bad? Um, oh, God. He was associated with the new kids on the block. Like, they produced a song. I can't oh, yeah. The, it's kind of... Not Michael... You're t- not, are you talking about Stevie B? Stevie. No, no. Stevie B is legendary. Right. But I couldn't... I was trying to think of something. Isn't it... A, I forget the guy's name. Oh, man. But anyway... It kind of is like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think there's anything worse than this. So like in this decade, really, so far. So far. <coughs> yeah. No. We, di- we didn't like. We also didn't like a moment like this. Really, that was the other one we said we didn't really. Like. That one sucked as well. Um. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so much. There's so much interesting stuff to talk about with American Idol. I was just actually listening to something recently that I never even really like registered until. They said it that like for a long time, like American Idol contestants wouldn't sing modern songs because like Simon Cowell like wouldn't let them. It was like, no, it's like always Barry Manilow week. It's always Burt Bacharach week. week. Like they did love that like pastiche 
thing and i never even like kind of realized that that it took a while for like modern songs i think it was like season three or four that is when it really kind of started in the beginning it was just kind of all that when phil phillips did heartless <laughs> or was, was that his name philip phillips i think so or right, um i do want to say a, a quick quote from a song meanings.com this is this person's interpretation this to me is a song about a man describing his wedding night in a beautiful way it's from august 9th 2009 oh from the user clarinet so interesting interpretation we, we shat on it a lot but i'm sure dan as a man who's been married still is married you can maybe relate to this song in a new way if you uh the, the, this think would, about <laughs> that aspect this would be the theme to a wedding where they've never had sex before and they're going to have <laughs> and they're going to and they're going to they're going to night that they're, they're going to consummate they're uh, yeah they're yeah. going to have sex for the yeah. first time oh man so stupid yeah this is shit wait <laughs> i said i remembered ruben's song i was thinking of i'm sorry for 2004 that's his song next year he had an american idol song though right I mean, oh. he had to have, but it probably just didn't. What? Um, oh, what I'm was it? it now. Oh, man. I definitely, once you say it, I'm going to know it. Like, I know the song. Flying Without Wings. Yes. No? Yes. Yep. I remember that one. Better song. Same kind of lame, but better. It's a Westlife song. There you go. Yeah, I remember. You're flying without wings. Yeah. Oh, I remember that now when you <laughs> said that. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Two weeks at number one is Clayton's shit. Clayton. Uh, Clayton. Um, so it's June 28th to July 5th. July 2nd, 18s and many others perform at the Stockholm Pride Festival. I remember 18s. Cool. July 5th, Lollapalooza returns after a six-year absence from the music festival circuit. Jane's Addiction, Audio Slave, Incubus, and Queens of the Stone Age are among the featured acts. And then July 11th, Judas Priest, who I talked about before, announces that Rob Halford yeah, has rejoined the band. Oh, did you see Rob? Oh, I guess it might have been one of his saw? first shows. Might have been one of his wow. first shows back. Oh, cool. All right. Look at that. How about that? Yeah, because it was definitely summer that I went to Ozfest. So, um, so it must have been right after that. Very cool. Uh, with a reunion tour to follow, it says in 2004. I saw him in Ozfest in 03, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. I th- I'm, I'm, Maybe not. I, I'm almost positive it was Ozfest 03. And it was definitely Rob Halford. Mm. There's no way it was another guy. I remember him. I don't know, Dan. I don't know. Could have been his brother. <laughs> Hal yeah. Robford. <laughs> yeah, different, la- different last name. All right. Hal Robford. Yeah, move on. So, so crazy. Uh, yes, this is uh, this song, Crazy in Love, Beyonce, featuring Jay-Z. Eight songs, eight weeks on the chart. It's as strong as eight songs. Oh, yeah. That's what you meant. It's like super song. Yeah. Yeah, this is another great example of a song that stuck around, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Deservingly so. More so than lose yourself. Yeah. <laughs> this is another one, like the uh, in the club orchestra hits, like that beat. 
this is another one those horns when I first heard that that was like a big defining moment for me and the drum break verse so cool yeah there's something still though even more like fresh about this though like this is like I don't think even until I read obviously like this like you said the song's been around you know we've seen her perform it you know and like live stuff but like this production is really really good oh yeah and sounds fresh. Who produces this? Yeah, so I was looking at that. So it's it's Rich Harrison and Beyonce as credit. And um, definitely a different sound than Destiny's Child, which I yeah thought was impressive. Like making a statement, I'm Beyonce. I'm doing my own thing now. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about it in '02. Kelly was first. You know, with her song with Nelly, right? Dilemma, which was great, but then, Beyonce, but then Beyonce is like, step aside, step aside, step aside forever. I would put out one of the best songs ever, one of the best pop songs ever. So, yeah, song rules. And B and J, and B and J, power at the beginning of their love affair, immediate power couple, right? And this is crazy in love. More than a decade later, they do drunken love. Right. And they have to resort to heavy alcohol consumption to reach this level of excitement they had in the first part of their relationship. <laughs> so a little sad, but it's more, it's real. It's real though. So, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting, like... This is the song I was referencing with the homecoming dance in particular, where I remember oh, yeah. people dancing to it and like doing the dance oh, cool. and, and everything like that. Okay, I remember this because it, it would have just come out, right? Like, oh yeah, 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 in the like the end of the summer, so it was just still like a fresh hit. Definitely, this song. That's a good point because even though yeah, it's number one over the summer. Yeah, this one. Yeah, you're right. I associate this one probably more with ninth grade than all the other ones before we heard already more. Yeah. More eighth grade songs for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I was going to say, you know, Jay-Z is, it's a it's a great verse, but he's not even needed. That's how good the song is. It's just like a bonus. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Honestly, I could do with a Jay-Z-less version. Wow. Give me the Jay-Z less version now. I don't need him. So you're going even a, a step farther than me. That's yeah, I'd take him off the track. He's not necessary at all. Beyonce is doing all the good stuff. I don't uh, I don't totally disagree with you there. I, I do like the verse. I love Jay-Z. But um, no, it's but, but I mean, do you think of him when you think of this song? Not really. I, mean, I, 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 I kind no. of for, I usually... Only when... Yeah. He's like the, Just the introduction. The intro, right. So crazy right now. That's right. He's fine yeah. there. Yeah. That's the only I kind of I kind of forgot there was a verse because yeah I don't I don't definitely don't think about it. It's fine. The verse is fine, but I would totally be cool like listening to a version without him for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. Whereas like drunken we'll love, sure to make that happen. Drunken love, days. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll we'll do that. <laughs> drunken love, I feel like you do kind of need both of them when you get into that era. Right. Yeah. And then. Uh, the, His verse is more memorable, yeah. and then their album that they did together most recently. There's a couple songs on that one I love. The that album, that album, yeah, that album ruled. Um, and what about the album when she's like totally roasts his ass the whole time? Oh uh, hell yeah! Because he cheated on her, right? Yeah, who could forget about that? Right, the elevator. Solange slapping the crap out of his 
phase. Solange. Damn, well, when are we going to yeah. get new Solange, though? Damn. Soon. You don't know that. You just said soon. All right, you heard it here. Confirmed from Dave. New Solange coming soon. Uh, uh, Breaking (laughs) news. I have a comment. I have a comment from uh, iHeart Music on song meanings. Yes, yes, this song rocks, but does it really have a meaning? Or just that this girl is freakishly in love with this guy? Hmm, something to ponder. So that's from June 2nd, 2004. All right. Um,. <laughs> These are the music fans of the day, Dan. We're, we're hearing their voices. Does this have a meaning? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something somebody that was probably our age now. That's like a comment from somebody like in ninth grade at the yeah <laughs> at the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah, love that track. Just an all time song. Period. Honestly, that song rules. Eight weeks at number one, um, July 12th to August 30th. So July 19th to 20th, the Splendor in the Grass Music Festival takes place in Byron Bay, Australia, headlined by Powder Finger and Goldplay. Goldplay? Goldplay? Goldplay. Yeah, not Coldplay. Goldplay. <laughs> no, it's, no really? it's Coldplay. Oh. oh, I really thought you said Goldplay. I might have said that. Because I was like reading something else while I was saying Coldplay. So I, so I <laughs> said Coldplay. No, I was like thinking about why did I even bother including that. All right. Uh, keep going. <laughs> July 30th. Uh, okay. Rolling Stones, ACDC, Rush, The Guess Who. Yeah. Greatest singer of all time. Uh, and others headlined a benefit concert in Toronto, Ontario to prove that the city is safe from SARS. SARS. Oh, Remember to prove it. To prove. <laughs> How's that proving That's it? That's the verbiage. To prove. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> to prove. Wow. Oh, insane. <laughs> I'm just now comprehending. Like, like, like what? Like, what do they even mean? Um, okay. Um, I, I mean, I guess they mean celebrating that the city is safe <laughs> yeah. from SARS, but it's to, they're proving it. <laughs> SARS. I haven't thought about that in a while. It's so 2000s. Yeah. With four, 450,000 spectators, it is the largest concert in Canadian history. Wow. Okay. August 19th, Jessica Simpson releases her third studio album in this skin. Big figure at the time. I'm okay with them including that in this news. Uh, album would later go to triple platinum in the U.S. So it produced the hit single With You. I remember that song, Jessica Simpson. Okay, August 28th, big time. Madonna sparks media controversy by kissing pop stars Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera. 2003 <laughs> MTV Video Music Awards. I'm sure I'll include this in my uh, yeah. Dan and Bravo tv have to situation even ignited a quick war of words between britney spears and christina aguilera over the kiss yeah i remember because they they aired one half of it and not the uh, like they showed the audience like they anyway they didn't show they didn't show christina they both oh, did damn. it and that they cut off like i remember watching this and i didn't realize till after the show that it was it was a triple kiss they both kissed but they like only they showed Britney, and I remember they quickly cut to Justin Timberlake. Anyway, 
And he's like and he's uncomfortable, like, right? Yeah, yeah. He's he's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Great stuff. Uh, great, great time and culture. All right, next song. Madonna mixing it up still. Hey, still <laughs> causing contro. Hell yeah. Here we go. Hell yeah. All right, next we have Shake Your Tail Feather, Nelly, P. Diddy, and Murphy Lee. <laughs> For four weeks on the chart. Wow. Uh, on the, the Bad Boys 2. Hey, hold on, listen to Diddy here. Wait. Come on now. Wait. Okay, yeah, yes. I'm so happy, Dave, you're laughing at this, too. I've been wanting to talk about that one line with you guys so bad. It's so funny. It so, I'm so happy you share the same laughing hilariously at Diddy shouting out that, hey, it's Bad Boys 2, the soundtrack. Let's go. Yeah, it makes it known as, like, the soundtrack. Noun stores. Like, so I had a thought. Imagine, like, imagine, like... I'm trying to think of like okay, like a modern soundtrack that has a lot of hip hop hip hop artists on it. Getting Diddy now and him doing that, like Black Panther. Imagine the yeah. Black Panther soundtrack. You get Diddy on a track and he's like, Black Panther, right. the soundtrack. Let's get it. Like, <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah. He, he really is such an idiot sometimes. Diddy, well, he's a businessman though. He's just a businessman. He's a businessman. He's a businessman first before he's like a performer, a musician. Yeah. Oh man. You know, at the time, Dan, I wasn't aware of the significance of this collaboration at, in 2003. But as Dan says, this is history. This is a big moment. Diddy collaborating with Nelly and Murphy Lee. So it's um, it's Nelly bringing his crew to the forefront, getting Murphy Lee on a track. He's a Saint Lunatic, one of the Saint Lunatics. He has some solo stuff. I remember one of his songs too. Ruggiero. Was that him? Yeah. Okay. No, the other song I remember, Dave, was um, "What the Hook Gonna Be." Uh oh. Like, what the Hook Gonna Be was him. Yeah. Um, good for him. Yeah, Murphy Lee was good. Uh, P Diddy never good. And uh, <laughs> Diddy's back. The fact that Diddy's back, first of all, to talk throughout the song like while people are rapping, but also to have his own rap verse. <laughs> He's too subpar of a rapper to be making guest appearances this much. Like, why does everybody want a feature from Diddy? That's so stupid. One is plenty. Uh, this Nelly part rules. Nelly's so good. Yeah, I like Nelly. Yeah, but don't you feel like this is a little bit of a quality downgrade from a yeah, probably. grammar? Probably. I, don't want to, I don't want to admit it, but probably, yeah. It's still fun. I do remember this one. I, I will say I do remember this one. Another one, I remember the video really well. Yeah, Bad Boys 2, clips and stuff. And yeah. I love Murphy Lee's verse, too. He's so fun-filled. <laughs> oh, man. I really, this song, this brings me back. This is a uh, heavy nostalgia with this one. It's very of the time, too. It's, uh, 
this just sounds like 2003 to me. This, this kind of song. Yeah. Who produced this one? Uh, I think it was. I do like the police sirens in the production. Like in the beat. I like that. Uh, it just says Nelly and Jason Coco Bridges. And maybe was Okay, so Nelly is doing some some production work. It's fun. It's fun for the time. Still holds up, I guess, for a, a whatever track, but. <laughs> you know he's like, he's probably so excited because of Bad Boy. His label's Bad Boy, right? So he's really psyched that he got on the Bad Boys two soundtrack. Maybe he was a producer on the, the second movie. Maybe. <laughs> Bad um, Boys two, the soundtrack. Real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so happy you have the same thought as me, Dave. I laughed so hard at that. Um, listening back to this song. I'm gonna rank this song. I don't know if he has very any high. Credits. <laughs> just, I mean, I just enjoy it so much. Really? Because of like, because of it's funnier now. To like, I think it's that is, kinda it is funny for me. Um, it's historic. Yeah. Also, we didn't talk about lyrically with uh, that song saying "tail feather" as shaking your butt or shaking your ass using "tail feather." That's fun, right? Very like. 70s style. Yeah, or something. sure. Like, it doesn't feel like a, yeah. from an older period. It does, yeah. Yeah, and that's not and that's not the edited version. That's the name of the song. It's it's not shake your ass yeah. feather. It's it's shake your shake your t- <laughs> shake your tail feather. Also, when they plug um, in the clean version, I remember this. This isn't false memory. This is real. He said Nelly says fuck it. And he says fuck it. I don't remember what the lyric is, but they replace it with two police sirens. And when the song stops, whoop whoop. Instead of fucking, it's whoop whoop. <laughs> yeah, I loved I loved that era of like using for censorship like just like random sound effects yes. like on Limp Bizkit it was yeah, always clever. like horns and like record scratches it's like car horns yeah it was always weird shit yep or just changing the lyrics song meaning altogether I feel like an artist will probably have to see come up soon is probably Akon and um, what was the, the oh, uh I wanna fuck you. Is I wanna love you, right? Like that. Like well, there was right, tonight. Right, I'm right. fucking you. Yeah, the easy en- Enrique song. Right. Tonight I'm loving you. That's true. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Anyway, you can always substitute "fuck" with "love." <laughs> right. <laughs> like that's very funny. And it has this, it has the same meaning basically. So, or similar meanings. Um. All right. Let me move on to news. News. Uh. Yeah. Four. Let's, four. Yeah, four, <laughs> four weeks. Number one during September. That song. Uh, September 16th, David Bowie releases his 23rd studio album, Reality. Album would be Bowie's last for roughly a decade, with Bowie silently and gradually withdrawing into seclusion following an onstage heart attack the following year. Damn. And September 23rd, Limp Bizkit, Brandon, release uh, Results May Vary, their first album in three years and their fourth album uh, overall. Never listen. Never listen to it. Yeah, their their era, their time was done by then. Oh, so you abandoned them at this point? Yeah, this is a, when I was like, no, Olympus gets sucks, and you know, come back uh, on the other side of that. I get that. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay, next song. Okay, 
Baby Boy. So, both artists already hit number one. Joined forces. Yeah. Beyonce and Sean Paul. So, nine weeks at number one. Tying in the club. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love this one, too. I love Crazy in Love. Ultimately, wasn't a, like a huge Beyonce fan back then. Maybe even like a Beyonce skeptic at the time. My parents had the CD, and I was like not fully like in or out. Uh, this one I didn't like as much as Crazy in Love, though. I remember being like, oh, she's doing this now? You lost me a little bit. Wow. But I like it now. I can say that I was, you know, I wasn't addicted to it back then, but now I can show my love and appreciation 20 years later. I like it now, too. It does sound maybe a little closer to Destiny's Child than Crazy in Love did. True. I mean, it's like a, it's like a bit of a uh, regression. Yeah. I love the vibe of this one. It's like um, kind of darker. Like, it's like mysterious. Yeah. Remember the music video for this one, too? Great video. Yeah, I do, too. Yeah. yeah I was watching the video. Okay. Yeah, I was. <laughs> it brings up the question, would we rather have Sean Paul just as a featured guy? <laughs> would you? Um, not necessarily. No, I told you. I love Get Busy so much. But a lot of, like, Sean Paul does kill it as a featured guy. There's a lot of big songs that kind of have him there. They should have mixed and matched more of the duos of this year. Like, I would have loved to see old Cool J and Beyonce and uh, J-Lo and Sean Paul. Yeah. Sean Paul and old Cool J. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Maybe there are. Deep, Clay Aiken. Deep cut. Okay. Yeah, Clay Aiken and 50 Cent. <laughs> or Nate Dogg. <laughs> Clay Aiken and Nate Dogg. That would be... Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So funny. B2 Aiken. B2 Kaken. <laughs> B2 Kaken. Baby Girl 814 on March 6, 2005 said, This song reminds me of my ex. So people are bringing their own personal stuff. Oh, so he's a baby boy. <laughs> oh, she was dating yeah. a baby, a, a child? <laughs> baby boy. She's a baby girl. So of course it reminds me. Yeah, of course. Yeah. On theme. Her ex, yeah. So. I do remember this one, but definitely not as much. I'm not, like, super familiar with this one. Uh, but I do remember. Middle Eastern production elements in there, too, which is cool. Like, yeah. Yeah. Who did you say produced this one? Did you say? I didn't say. You said anything. Sounds like a... Scott Storch. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know that name. Yeah. Big in this time, I think. In this time. Yeah. For sure. Yes. Um, Hip-hop producer. Formerly of the Roots. Yeah, it's done a lot of stuff. And, uh, about to get even busier looking at this. Oh, the other thing I wanted to mention is this gives Beyonce total for this year 17 weeks at number one. So just yeah. humongous year. Yo. Yo. <laughs> Yo. Okay. Um, October 4th, Dave, Bruce Springsteen, and the E Street Bands, the Rising Tour, Bruce. concludes after 120 shows over 14 months, record-setting sales in the U.S. stadiums during the summer and early autumn. Good work, boys. Good work. And girls. <laughs> October. Enjoy your time off. Yeah, yeah enjoy en your time. Enjoy your rest. Yeah, enjoy your rest. 
You've done enough. You, enough Deserve enough it. rising. We've risen enough. Yeah. <laughs> October 16th, Simon and Garfunkel begin their old friends U.S. reunion tour. Oh, that's so nice. That sounds so lovely. Uh, yeah. 20 years after their 1983 world tour. The old friends U.S. reunion tour. <laughs> October 20th. <laughs> you, know, you know that song? No. I thought you made it up. It sounds friends. like it would be them. No, no. Okay. <laughs> it's their song, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. October 20th, Britney Spears releases first single, Me Against the Music, featuring Madonna from her upcoming album, In, oh. In the Zone. Marketed as a comeback single in the U.S., it goes on to be international success. Yeah, I remember that song really well. Um, October 21st, I wanted to include this because they referenced one guy from the pod that I love. The Arias, Australian Recording Industry Association Awards, the Arias, host Rove McManus announces that John Farnham, if you remember John Farnham, uh, song I loved, he will raise the very loudspeakers to 1985's you're the voice after being inducted into the Aria yeah. Hall of Fame. This is clear. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Love that song. Just wanted to include that. He was honored. <laughs> Hall of Fame in Australia. Okay. October 29th, a legal version of the Napster file sharing network relaunches as a pay service, offering song downloads for 99 cents a piece for $9.99 for unlimited listening. So Napster rebranding, relaunching. I'm not using that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> November 4th, Aaron Carter, got a pay. Aaron Carter, RIP, uh, releases yeah. his first compilation album, fifth overall album under Jive Records. Whoa. So he's already doing compilation at this point. Oh, yeah. five? His first, first compilation, fifth album. Yeah. That's crazy. He's, I didn't know he had that much content at this it's point. Called most requested hits. <laughs> okay. Uh, November 5th, Evanescence's lead guitarist. <laughs> And founding member Ben Moody leaves the band uh, on their first world tour. I think we might have talked about that. He leaves the band on their tour. Evanescence. Uh, November 7th, bassist Steve Fuzz Kamak is fired from Disturbed uh, as a result of personality clashes with others in the band. Steve Fuzz Kamak. <laughs> uh, the bassist of Disturbed. November 14th, Dave, Pink Floyd, band Pink Floyd reunites to perform yeah. at the funeral of their manager, Steve O'Rourke. Oh, I B- didn't know that. Big reunion. Well, I guess you're not the super fan you claimed you were. <laughs> November 18th. Keep going. I'll be right. Hey, just hang on one second. Should I keep going or do I hang on one second? I'm just going to keep going. Bl- Blink-182 released their fifth studio album, Blink-182. I remember this one really well. Uh, album was regarded as a change in musical style for Blink 182's music has darkened and matured since their previous albums. I think this is the one that had Don't Waste Your Time. I think it had that one. Right, right. It was a little bit more mature, and but it was still a little bit snotty. I think it also had A Feeling This was that album. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was into it. I pretty much stopped listening after that one, I think. Okay, Britney Spears releases In the Zone. She breaks her own record as the first female artist to have. Didn't f- you already report this? I said the single. Now the album comes out. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So first female artist to have three albums in number one. So, f- okay. First female artist to have four albums hit number one consecutively. Wow. Okay. Wild. Um, okay. Also in this This day, is the album with Toxic, right? Yeah. 
Probably. Seems like it. Yeah. Um, Michael Jackson releases the compilation album Number Ones. And then two days later, he's arrested on charges of child molestation. So, conspiracy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wow. The singer faced similar charges in 93. In light of the new accusations, television network CBS chooses to pull the scheduled November 26th airing of a one-hour TV special intended to promote his new greatest hits album. Wow. I'd, I'll bet they waited until, like, to screw him here. Like, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, I, like, I wouldn't put it, yeah. You know what I mean? But still. It's just, the whole, I mean, obviously, you know, it wasn't the first time. So it's just, the history with that, uh, It would. I don't know. It's just weird to think about uh, how things were then and how it would have played out now. Yeah. It definitely seemed like at the time it was, and in the 90s, for the most part, it was an attitude of, like, Oh, these money grubbing parents—they're—they're they're just trying to go after him, and totally. I mean, maybe there's some of that, but I don't know, man. <laughs> okay, November twenty-fifth, Corn released their sixth studio album, "Take a Look in the Mirror." It's the last album that features the original lineup of Corn. Uh, lost a cob or lost a colonel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's Corn. All right, you done with your news? Dan, right? Because that's what we just did. Finished ages ago, man. I finished the news ages ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So next up, next up, stand up. Stand up. Ludicrous. Stand up. And Shauna. Stand up. Stand up. Uh, Luda. Finally gets to number one, right? No number ones from him yet, right? Not, yeah, not yet. Maybe on some individual tracks that you guys cover, or charts that you guys cover, but not on the the Hot 100. No. Because the album before this one, I mean, I remember there being some big songs, but yeah, no Billboard number ones. You know, no, uh, the album before this was Roll Out and uh, probably... uh, uh, move the head down to the down to the, to the flow. That's probably the album before this. What's your fantasy? I think that's yeah. I could I could be mixing it up, but anyway, this is that also features Shauna on vocals. Okay, so this one, this is Chicken and Beer. Is that the album? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, Chicken and Beer. Yeah, I remember the album cover. I remember the release of this. I remember the video for this song. He, um, Ludacris rules, man. He um, love love Luda. Yeah, very talented. I. I still think kind of underrated rapper, right? Um, you know, I, yeah, I was, I, think you know, so too. I was trying to think of who I like better than 50 Cent before. I, like, I, I couldn't off the top. I was just I was thinking of Nelly. Ludacris, definitely, way more into Ludacris. Yeah, he's um, he's a talent, man. He was one of not the earliest, but one of the early guys that could rap very quickly. Like, he was. Um, very he does good. rap really quick, right? Yeah, but yeah. he doesn't always show that off because put a speed put a speed gun on that. <laughs> yeah, but not always. No, Dave is right. Yeah, because a lot of times when I think of when I think of his style, I think it's like very clear vocal presence, kind of perfect yes. diction, like really good diction, really good diction, really good diction, and like very good uh, line deliveries. He, always humorous. Yeah, very funny. Very entertaining rapper. I feel like. Um, Fun, yeah. It's 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 always like it's more about having fun than like uh, yeah. It's like a cartoon with him usually. Like everything feels very cartoony, but 
and this, but yeah. he has credibility too. Like he's very good at both. Like he, like he's. I, you wouldn't want to fuck with him, but also it seems like he would be very fun to like hang out with. Yeah, he has both. He'd be a great member of your crew. Yes, he'd be. If you had like yeah. a ten-person driving uh, <laughs> heist slash right world yep. saviors crew. Yeah, uh, right. yeah, he'd be very good as a tech as a tech guy, guy. <laughs> as a tech guy in your crew. Yeah, yeah. Becoming the best tech guy somehow <laughs> in the world. In the world. Yeah, in the in the world. Yeah. He went from <laughs> yeah. He went from like aggression. What was he originally in this show? Like the movies? He was like this. I think it's owned a car shop. It's like detail, like car detail. Uh, yeah, detail. Yeah. Too fast, too furious is where we first see him. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, he's just one of the guys that are out there. He knows his stuff with cars, like they all do. I don't. <laughs> Maybe he owns a shop. Hey, that kind of translates over to engineering, I guess. And if you know machines, like, anyway. Yeah, it's more like song engineering. It translates well to his. Uh, okay, he's the he's the race out. host in the first one, the second right. one. Yeah, wait, in the second one. Sorry, second in the first one, right? one that yeah. he's in. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. One, two, oh man, sorry. Hold on. Anyway, wait, that's not. I don't know what you're reacting to. Um, yeah, <laughs> really, fu- really fun. I'm gonna put it in the uh, episode. It hasn't um, <laughs> he hasn't. Put out an album since 2015. He yeah. he retired, I think, semi. Yeah. Oh, did he like officially? No, I'm just. Uh, did he officially semi? I'm just gauging that based on his lack of output. Oh, okay. I listened to. He was somebody where I made sure I, I would always go through the discog. When he put out a new album, I, I would listen to it. He was somebody I stuck with. Um, He's just doing Fast yeah. and Furious movies full time now. That's what he. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and what's 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 interesting is like he has been in other stuff, but like not that much. Like yeah, he not really, really hasn't. Right? He, like he really is kind of just chilling. And it's yeah, just I guess, like, yeah, like, I never. Yeah, I never really thought about it. Like <laughs> if he's not rapping, his career is only the Fast movies now. I can't even think of many other movies he was in. Really, like that I've well, seen. He's, um, in, he's in Fred Claus, of course. He's in Fred Claus. Uh, oh, uh, the, he's in the rapper. The um, he's in the rap movie too. Is like the he's like the villain rapper in um, in Hustle and Flow. In Hustle and Flow, he's the other. Oh. He plays another yeah. rapper. That's like I don't he's know, called I, Skinny Black in that movie. He actually um, is in a lot of movies. Yeah, not just Fast and the Furious. He was in End of yeah, the Road no, last it, year. Yeah, he's still in some stuff. It's just not like, uh, not on the same level as maybe like Ice Cube, who right. you know right. is like yeah. in like in just like a lot of stuff. Totally. Um, yeah. He's, but I mean, hey, I'm sure he gets a great paycheck, and uh, he's great. Just gets to charismatic, likable. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and talented. Like I said, I mean, he's. Yeah. I think people obviously remember him as a rapper, but I still think underrated. I think he was like amazing, like like, like a really really talented. He didn't maybe get taken as seriously because he didn't take himself so seriously. Yeah, maybe. Right, people kind of yeah. look over like the funny rapper, but uh, right, not fair. Not, not fair, fair because you go th- you listen to the full album. It's, it's like some amazing stuff. He's very very good. And uh, the production's always solid, too. But, you know, he's a rapper that every album, there'd be, like, a skit on it. You know, he he kind of... <laughs> yeah. You know. 
this kind of stuff. But this, we didn't really talk about the song itself uh, at all. We were just yeah, about true. Um, well, did you want to say that um, who who produced it, or is it like kind of an R. Kelly thing now? Oh, was no, it R. Kelly? No. Oh, I don't. Uh, I don't no, know. No, it's. <laughs> It, no, we we did say that R. Kelly produced "Bump Bump Bumps." So I don't know what I'm saying anyway, but no, yeah. Kanye West, uh, Kanye, oh, yeah, co-produces with Luda. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, it's not like the most like obvious Kanye West production, but there's some songs on. Yeah, now that you say it, I'm like, okay, yeah, college the, dropout the, that do have yeah. similar beats. The dr- the beats, yeah, the the the. The, the drums, especially the, right? the sounds, yeah, the samples of the drums, it makes it makes sense, yeah. But what's interesting though is is with Kanye producing, like the only sample is dialogue from uh, Eddie Murphy's Boomerang. There oh. is like not like an actual sample, so. Huh. Again, continue. This is that era where like it, it kind of was. They're going sampling that Eddie Murphy. They're sampling a lot of Eddie Murphy. <laughs> yeah. I did that for it wasn't me. Oh, I have a quote by the way from songmeanings.com. Oh, th- thank uh, you, thank you. From Thumbelina, who is one of my favorite uh, <coughs> characters, animated characters. May fifth, two thousand five. Don't believe that that's one of your favorite characters. I, I just I don't <laughs> ever. I I don't believe you. I love Thumbelina. <laughs> Never. Okay. So, sigh, I like this song, but I think it's completely devoid of ulterior meaning. Like, when you first hear it and all you notice is the chorus stand up, it sort of seems like there could be more to it, but it doesn't really seem like that here. So, <laughs> so <laughs> all right. someone else is disappointed with the content. Okay. Like the, yeah, it's... Now they wrote sigh? Yeah, I mean, it's, it is a little disappointing. I, I, can, I can get that. If you're expecting more after hearing s- the words stand up, so sorry to disappoint Thumbelina. All right, let's. Uh, we spent. Wow, how about our energy and spending so much time on this song, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the end of this, episode. I feel recharged. I feel recharged by this song. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but we also didn't say just one week on the chart. Uh, so Dan, that's it. Um, just one week. Uh, one so week, but a thousand words from us. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Uh, it's December sixth, so yeah. Let me jump into music news. Um, <laughs> and and listeners, you can count just like we did with uh, Fifty Cent, Twenty One Questions. That that was one thousand words. It was exactly a thousand words. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, December sixth, Elvis Costello, Brandon. Ever heard of him? And Diana and Krall. Dave. Be respectful. Hey, I'm the one who told Brandon about Elvis Costello, by the way. Don't make Brandon seem like he's the only Elvis Costello guy here. Listen, he's the guy. I'm sorry, Dave. I mean, you, sh- you should have <laughs> never you should have never told him. You should have never told him. I guess. Him. Yeah. Technically, technically, Brandon Boyd had a quote that in Rolling Stone magazine that I Don't Want to Go to Chelsea was one of his favorite songs, but I didn't listen to it. I didn't trust it. And then Dave said, then Dave was the Dave. It. I played him a song that he really liked, and the rest is history. So, yeah. anyway, t- say your news item, okay? But also shout me out. Elvis Costello and Diana Krall are married at a private ceremony at Elton John's estate in England on December sixth. Wow. Um, also, that's my kind of that's my shit too. That's yeah, fucking celebrity too, gossip and that, sex. Wow, that is uh, that is a uh, Dave. Wow, thing. Double offense. Double offense. Uh, also, P-Funk founder George Clinton is arrested and charged with drug possession in Tallahassee, Florida on the same day. Um, and then December 8th, Ozzy Osbourne is rushed into emergency surgery after having a serious accident riding on 
riding oh. an all-terrain vehicle on the grounds of his English estate. This. He yeah. broke his collarbone, eight ribs, and a vertebra, vertebrae in his bat and his neck. Damn. I think they might have been re- recording a episode of the Osbournes. It's like I kind of remember the TV. Oh wow, like maybe filming something and then he falls off and they're like, stop the cameras. Whoa. Remember seeing something like that. Alterate vehicles. <laughs> I can't. I don't know. <coughs> Sharon, December twelfth, Mick Jagger. We wish him well. We wish him a speedy recovery. Right, twenty years ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> December twelfth, Dave. This is for you, Mick Jagger. Not somebody yes, Brandon's aware me. of. Only it's Dave only is aware. Yeah. <laughs> Mick Jagger is knighted for services to music by the Prince of Wales, now Charles the Third, at Buckingham Palace. Oh. Was knighted. Damn, not too bad. Wait, let me go back For to the Elvis. Yeah. Cost- let me go back to the Elvis Costello news as Elvis Costello. Let me see if I can hear it. Elvis Costello and Adam Crow. Oh, that's kind of it, right? <laughs> Elvis Costello and Adam Crow married to a private ceremony at Elton John's estate. <laughs> That's pretty good, yeah. It's a, it's a little more, it's a little more it's Travolta. It's kind of Travolta, too. It's like, <laughs> it is a little Travolta, yeah. Travolta. It's like, like Elvis trying like to a, do. Yeah, it's a Elvis Travolta Costello. Costello. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next song. Yeah, so uh, the last song. One, two, three. Uh, it might sound familiar to, to the listeners, but this is Hey Ya, My Outcast. Uh, three weeks on the chart, the end of the year. From speaker box slash the love below double album huge album pretty uh transcendent culturally song right like this is just kind of like one of the songs that I feel like yeah now. it's it's almost like just to see it just three weeks at number one to close out the year though i haven't looked at next year feels wrong because this is like this is the biggest song i can think of from this year probably i mean Kind of. To me, this feels like the biggest song because it never went away. Right, has the most lasting power. Are you guys sick of it? Uh, I'm sick of it for different reasons that maybe we'll get into. But uh, I think I was sick of it, and now I'm not anymore. I think I was sick of it, now I'm not anymore. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, because it's hard to, sometimes when a song doesn't go away, it's hard, you know, we've talked about that, to, like, appreciate it for what it is and, like, reassess it. But it's just, like, it's so unique and clever and it's just good. Like, it's just, it's one of the true unclassifiable, like, songs because, like, yeah, they never did this before, right? Like, Andre never made a song like this before. I don't think they really try to do it again, like after, and it didn't like cause like other people to really make music like this. It's just no, it's super singular. What yeah. about like a, what a weird inventive what like, song? What about like Norris Barkley? That's kind of like this. I guess you're right. That's a little bit. Yeah, I guess that but is. There's like, not. There's yeah, really not many examples. Influence. I guess there's really very few examples. You, it takes a about. weird person like uh, CeeLo Green to kind of even attempt something like this. Yeah, I, you know. Yeah. He's kind of like has a similar energy to Andre, but I think yeah. the thing that I, I wish aged a little better is, and I, I, I love Speaker Box as well, but like the Love Below, like Andre's stuff, like there's so much weird and unique stuff on that album. Like, right. I think it's like kind of underrated now, the whole album, 
you know, not, you know, obviously Hey is lingering, but, like, there's, like, a lot of weird, like, jazz stuff, and, like, there's just a lot of stuff going on, like, prototype, she lives in my lap, sounds like a Prince song with his, like, voice tuned up, you know what I mean, like, yeah, there's, there's, and Roses is a big song still from that, but there's just a lot oh, yeah. of really, really weird and good stuff on that album. Is like like a drum and bass jazz version of my favorite things, like from Sound of Music. Like it's just like right. it's it's a pretty uh, cool album. Yeah, I I just listened to that both Speaker Box and Love Below pretty recently, and I kind of enjoyed Speaker Box a little bit more. Maybe because I was thinking it'd be the opposite, and I'm also like a big boy, you know, supporter, and I feel like he gets kind of like the, the raw deal a little bit in terms of. Like, who's a genius and everything. But my favorite song might be Ghetto Music. I always love that from, from Speaker Box. Yeah. I still think I like them rapping more than this. Even though this is, like, completely unique, no other rappers are really attempting to do this. No one would be capable or maybe even want to do this. I still kind of like the two of them doing Stanconia and, and Aquemini a little bit more than this, personally. I think it's a little bit more inventive, honestly. I do too. I just am glad it, it, this exists. Like, I think it's cool Definitely. that it exists. Definitely. But I do agree with you. I like the more. Uh, I think Outcast fans if, probably agree with you too. I don't think like like Outcast yeah. fans' favorite album was were these two. Usually not. I don't think so. Yeah, I guess because they're two solo albums, basically. But but yeah. um. Well, I think it won best album at the Grammy, right? Wasn't it like a pretty like critically. It was. It was yeah, it was massive. It was critically like yes. Like I'm just trying to see if it did win. Um, this song is awesome, but it, it's so catchy and so like meme. There's like that funny like breakdown that right. It, it it has the ability of being kind of annoying, which is not fair to the song. It's just so like infective. Yeah. You know? Classic video, all the Andres. The video, right? Yeah. All the Andres performing, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and and what's his name is in the, uh, the umbrella guy is in there. Oh right, Foghorn Leghorn. What's his name? It's not Foghorn Leghorn. Um, <laughs> no, what a figure. Fonsworth. The, yeah, Fonsworth, Fonsworth Bentley. Bentley. What a figure yeah. in this time. Yeah. Uh, you so I associate him with Diddy a lot. He's like always with Diddy totally. too and Bad Boy. Yeah. But in this video and a bunch of videos. Yeah, we haven't brought him up yet. He's around <laughs> everywhere in this era. Fonsworth <laughs> Bentley, he's around. <laughs> now, I did. I did want to just. I'll, I'll. I'll try and get through this quick. But so the lyrics is over. That what you want to talk about that's because that's like a big thing with this song too. Lyrics are never what anybody thinks. Like it's not a happy song. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, you could do that. You could do that part. I'll do. So the. <laughs> so there was a back when I was doing uh back in the like the quarantine days when I was you know, doing TikToks and, and all that type of stuff, like about music theory and whatever. There was a video like going around about is Hey Ya in eleven four? Uh <laughs> like time signature. Um okay. so now it's not like like you would never ever write it that way, right? So uh it's cause there's a bar of two in the middle, right? You have you know, hey, ah, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, one, two, three, four. Like, there's like a little bar of two in the middle, which kind of like uh -huh. adds to that momentum, right? But so people were arguing about it. Now, I made a video of saying, like, here's why people think it's an 11 4. And there's like a thing called 
compositional phrase or whatever where like the freight like the length of the phrase and like the chord progression like it's like a compositionally not in terms of how you would write it out is like a, a phrase of 11 because it's like boom my baby don't dance around like that's like the phrase like you know what i mean like it's all written in these like cycles and phrases and again it was just like a, 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 a for me what i thought was like an interesting way to look at it and i like was saying like you would never write it out this way, but here's why people hear it that way. Because it's not even just the beat that feels like, but the chord progression leads you there, and the uh, you know the melody leads you there, and it blew up, and it got so toxic, and people were so fucking shitty, and arguing. I wound up taking it down because I was just like, I can't, like I hate, like I hate everybody. It was so, so miserable. Uh, it really turned me off of uh, talking about anything anywhere. Uh, so that's why I have like a negative connotation with this song now. I just like think about like how vicious <laughs> that became. <laughs> like, and I'm not even overselling it. It was like people were arguing. It was bad. It was bad. So, hey, nah, for me. Damn. Wow. Too much. Too much math. Too much. Uh, not good. I'm sorry. I brought up. Um Asking you to count the 21 questions, Brandon. <laughs> I'm really sorry. That now, knowing how much this affected you, I'm sorry. Yeah, very insensitive. I think I was thinking of, hey, uh, of that experience when I asked you, too. I was like, he likes to count time signatures. Like, well, Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> Dan, you have something? Um, you know, as we know on the show, I'm a newly found lyric guy, right? Growing up, I never... Music is just, it's always, it's my whole, most of my life is just a vibe for me. You know, I never really dug in much to what people are saying. But this one is, always comes up on a list or Twitter threads of like, songs that are like totally misunderstood or songs of like, right. um, people think it's a happy song and it's not. But it's inter- it's really just the first half of the song that's like that. The second half is just him, you know, check it like a Polaroid picture. All right, ladies, let's break it down. Like it's, that's the second half of the song. The first half of the song, right. it's like a breakup song, right? What is it? He says, nothing is forever. Uh, what makes love the exception? Mm-hmm. Why are we so in denial when we know we're not happy here? Like it's, that's sad stuff, mm. you know? Um, yeah. But with this music, it's, it's part of Andre's genius, you know? Very young. Um, yeah. To quote my uh, college professor, very blippy sounding uh, <laughs> song, <laughs> I think. Forgot about blippy. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like he's confused people because like maybe the most memorable part of the song is is like the breakdown. Or the most quotable part, right? Like the, yeah. Shake it like a Polaroid picture and yeah. yeah. Um, and all the Beyonce's. Yeah, I certainly Lucy never really paid attention to the lyrics. <laughs> and baby dolls. He says, Beyonce's and Lucy Lou's and baby dolls. Get on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> what a crew. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting because doesn't Beyonce shout out Lucy Lou in the Independent Woman song? Because it was, it was on the Charlie's Angels soundtrack, so. Oh, right. Yeah. Kind of full circle. Lots of love for Lucy Liu. Yeah. I have a song meanings uh, quote from May 3rd, 2004. Mm-hmm. This is from Negative Never. They went from <laughs> being thug, dirty South boys to poppy Ed Sullivan types. 
WTF? <laughs> WTF indeed. Poppy Ed Sullivan the types. Ed Sullivan types. <laughs> what? Because of the video, for sure. Like, the, like yeah, he's on like, just such Ed a funny Sullivan type show. Ed but Sullivan types. That's a pretty. F- <laughs> Yeah, that's just such a weird way to. It's just he's just referencing the video, I, like <laughs> right. Yeah, like it's very funny. Um, that's good. All right, let me go to music. That one news. wasn't Thumbeli- That wasn't Thumbelima too, right? That was a different <laughs> comment. No, it was negative. Never. Negative. That was never. negative. Never. Okay. So always. So that was ne- kind of negative. negative. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Negative. Never. It's all. Never mind. It wasn't necessarily negative or not. It was just like an observation. Observational. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, December 13th. Like looking at the transformation. <laughs> Sorry. Dece- <laughs> Maybe WTF is like, what What the transformation? Like, what transformation? Fa- free, what transformation forms? Four. Oh, sorry. Good. <laughs> four. What transformation for? Yeah, of course. Yeah, sorry. For WTF. Okay. Yeah. It was December 13th to the end of the year to close out the year. Three weeks at number one. On December 13th to the 14th, uh, LA radio station K-Rock airs the 14th annual 14th annual of the acoustic Christmas show. Airs the 14th annual. Okay, okay, I got it. Airs the 14th annual of the acoustic Christmas show. Sorry, it's not it doesn't start with of the. It's called the acoustic yeah. Christmas show with AFI, Blink-182, Brand New, Chevelle, the Distillers, <laughs> Jane's Addiction, Jet. Have heard these names before? Like, we've heard all these names before. I know. Before. It's like all these bands. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. a fe- it's a festival circuit. This is... It's all, yeah, you know, true. To get uh, around. Jane's Addiction, Addiction, Jet. Jet. Love Jet. Jet. Love Jet in 2003. Really love Jet back. in 2003. Corn, Lincoln Park, The Offspring, P.O.D., Pennywise, Puddle of Mud, Rancid, Stain, 311, Thrice, and Trapped. Trapped. Great. Uh, and then of course Thrice is playing uh, here soon Dave if you want to I know <laughs> who is your favorites oh no sorry it was Trapped that you liked Trapped is the one I was into yeah what did you say right okay I think Thrice is coming I got my T bands confused oh they're actually respected <laughs> right I like Trapped I won't watch that <laughs> right yeah yeah Dave likes the yeah disrespected bands like Trapped <laughs> Um, okay, <laughs> December 31st, New Year's Rockin' Eve, of course, talking about it again. Of course. Hosted by Dick Clark with performances by Three Doors Down, Hall & Oates, Jagged Edge, Lil John, Nick Lachey, Bow Wow, Jason Mraz, Jessica Simpson, Donna Summer, and Yin Yang Twins. To be fair, the New Year's Rockin' Eve isn't even really on the music and Wikipedia page anymore, so I just make sure to look it up and include it. This was just a list of people on the IMDb television page for this t- for this oh. TV show. So I don't know if all these people performed, but they were there. Okay. <laughs> they are they are they, they are accredited. So like is Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson both performing separately? I don't know. I doubt no, it. No, they're probably, you know, doing a thing together. Right. Christmas song. Yeah. Something. Yep. New Year's song. New Year's song. Um. All right. So we're into let's go into the rankings and the um. Right. That's it. And the review. I think yeah. that's that's it for board bills. Um, I need to pull this up so I have it in front of me. 
Yeah, let's see. Let's see what I can do here. Yeah, I'm going to be doing this on the fly. We all are, I oh, think. Um, I think I think it's is it safe to say we're all going to share least favorite? Yeah, it's, is that a safe yeah. assumption to make? And I think it's also most surprising for me too. I don't know. I wouldn't know what else. I was shocked yeah. by this shit. This is the this is <laughs> shocked by this shit. Um, <laughs> the, yeah. <laughs> so it's this is the night by Clay Aiken. That's I think universally the worst. That's. But yeah, okay, it's here's really, the thing. It's one of the worst songs I've heard on the surprising show. Surprising is weird because he's American Idol, so at the, not, not surprising. surprising for the time. No. I just don't. I just didn't even remember the song. The song like I don't. I, again, this is the only song I didn't know at all. So I don't know what you would call more surprising than this. For style, maybe Hey Ya. Kind of an interesting one, right? right? You know? Um, maybe yeah. Hey Ya. You, probably, you, won't, you definitely are not going to be on the same page as me here, but this is just purely because it's my surprise because I do not remember the song is the, the all I have, J-Lo. For me, that's the most surprising because like, I'm surprised yeah. by a J-Lo song that I don't remember from this era. So that's... For me, the the Clay Aiken thing makes sense to me just because of how big it was. That Even doesn't count, Brandon. In a, in a, in a <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You can, you, you can say that I, as a personal one, but like, she's been banging out these hits for a while. No, I know. That's why. Like, it's none of these really stand out to me. Where I'm like, I don't get how that. Right. There's hit nothing. Number one. I mean, this is getting harder and harder somehow. Yeah. To take, like, that's take the most surprising. Point. I you know. I think they were just more surprising, like, left turns in the 90s, it seems. Definitely, yeah. Definitely. I don't know. What about Get Busy? He's hated in Jamaica, but he makes it in America. (laughs) (laughs) Never heard of this guy before. Get Busy is actually an interesting one. Um, Maybe. But it's super catchy, so it makes sense. But if you're asking, like, what are we surprised now that hit number one then? There's not much. We we, we remember all these songs really well. I just don't remember. I think my honest pick is Clay because I just don't fucking remember that song at all. Hey, I'm kind of surprised Bump, Bump, Bump was a number I one. I didn't know that was a, no, a number yeah. one. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's actually a good call because, yeah, I didn't realize that would have gotten to that, uh, gotten to the summit. Right. Uh, especially, like, to dethrone Eminem. Even, obviously, Eminem, like, had it going for a long time, but... Uh, he got lucky, yeah. maybe, because Eminem lost steam and J-Lo was still in the kitchen. Yeah if, yeah, if I have to pick a surprise right now, I'm surprised this song hit number one. It's this Clay, it's this Clay Aiken shit for me, because I okay. don't, don't, I mean, it's way worse than everything else, and I don't even remember, the, I don't remember the song at all, so that's... It is a little yeah. shocking that they can just pump anything out, and it'll yeah. hit number one. That's me, the shocking yeah. thing, that, like, they just could have put any song seemingly together record it and put it out and it would hit number one that's a little shocking that american idol really had that much power over the public oh it's crazy you know what i actually remember this too i just even clicked on it i didn't click on it before with this part uh that like that song it was just a double a side with his cover of bridge over troubled water right i remember wow and Um. apparently bridge over troubled water has more plays, so people like that one more. I remember that being like, my mom loved that performance of Bridge Over Water. It's very powerful. He's no um, art. All right, so are we okay. doing? 
<laughs> you know yeah, what's, our, what's the um, a top are three? We five top or should we do three? Do five? Oh, man. Yeah, what do you think? You know, I'm looking at this whole year, and I don't know if I would call this an amazing year. You know what I mean? No, I wouldn't either. Yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of... Nothing is... I mean, there's one thing it's that's the really sal- bad. It's the... <laughs> Yeah, it's nostalgia for sure, and this makes me worried that it's only going to get worse. Maybe, no, maybe yeah, no, not. I'm afraid. I'm I, so afraid. I know right now. when it gets really bad. The end of the decade. I know. Like I know. I know for yes. a fact it gets really yes. bad. The end of the decade is 2009, 2010, 2011. I've seen people say this is the, the worst era in pop music ever. I've seen multiple people say that before. It's, it might be true. But I just look back <laughs> at 2002 again, and like aside from. I mean, we we all like Nelly a lot more maybe than uh, some of the other stuff and Usher, but like it's very similar. It's like a it's a pretty similar year. So I don't like. Do you think it's worse? I mean, obviously we'll do our like year end decade thing, which I haven't even thought about in a while since we Sorry. haven't done that. Is it worse than last year? Yeah. Is it worse than O O two? I don't. I know, like the songs because, from O like, two more. I yeah, think. I think I do I too. Think. I don't hate anything except for the. Clay Aiken thing, but in 2000 and 2001 we had Janet. So higher those, highs. those are always those are going to be held in high regard. 2000 and 2001 both years had yeah, Janet. So those are both better than this year for both sure. Both better. Yeah. Yes. Um, we'll maybe get, maybe let's just do yeah. a top three then, since this year sucks so bad. <laughs> I, yeah, I just don't feel like super passionately about like. I know. Anything. My passion a, is more nostalgia right now it's i have to go with nostalgia it's the only way i could do my rankings yeah there's <laughs> like there's nothing here where i'm just like you know number one with a bullet obviously yeah. there isn't yeah all right let's just do it though so we're doing three not five i can do a five you want to do five let's do it let's do it real quick all right fine. all right so <laughs> i'm just doing it on the fly here um let me go i'm gonna uh, say i need to go last i need to go last sorry okay <sighs> got it presenter order um I'm going to say that my number five, see, this is so hard. This is so hard, is, let me just tally this up. Do you want me to say mine? Yeah, do your number five. Okay, my number five is All I Have by J-Lo and LL Cool J. I like them as a partnership. I think they're on the same level of corny slash coolness. And I like the sample. It's It's a nice... It's a nice project. It's a nice uh, product, I should say. <laughs> I think it works. Soft. It's, it's a very soft endorsement, but I, I enjoy it. Okay. Soft endorsement. I have. I have. <laughs> They're so happy to have my soft endorsement. Soft endorsement for number five. <laughs> <laughs> tepid, tepid enthusiasm for. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Dan? yeah, I, I have my ranking, so we'll go reverse uh, presenter order. Um, okay, number five okay. Is from Danny. Um, this is one I definitely liked more than you guys. Um, Baby Boy, Beyonce, featuring Sean Paul. That's right. my number five. Really like that the... That could be a soft six I like or the, seven for I me. I like the energy in this song. I like the... feels a little darker. I said Middle Eastern sort of production in there. Like, And I love Sean Paul as a featured artist. Right. A lot. Um, it's, my a, number it's very five, sexy. It's very sexy too. Very sleek and sexy. True. Yeah. Okay. My number five <laughs> is a uh, 
uh, hesitant, uh, <laughs> shake your tail feather. No, should not oh, be number hesitant. Five? Should not be hesitant. Oh, I would hesitate, but I'm. Uh, I would think a couple of times before I put that in my top five. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with I you guys? I expect more from right. Nelly. Well, I am proud when of Brandon. See, I am proud I of Brandon. Very, <laughs> I am proud of Brandon wholeheartedly. Dave, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's what's going on with you. I like Murphy <laughs> Lee a lot on the song. I expect more from Nelly. And Diddy, I know, I, I know. We talked about Diddy. Up. Diddy just brings just Dan. <laughs> I know, Dan. I just just remember you being proud if you don't like what I leave off. Okay, okay, so. okay, fine. All right, whatever. All right. Um, Dave. my number four is "Hey Ya" by Outcast. It probably should be higher, but as we said, pretty overplayed, memed out. Maybe you know everybody fucking knows it, sings it. So it's not as cool as it once was when it first came out. But I got to admit, it's very inventive, very fresh, uh, very singular single. So got to give it the number four. Um, Dan? Yeah. Four is bump, bump, bump for me. Um, <laughs> not going to cancel it. I knew that was wow. going to happen. Because, not of gonna Diddy. Can- yeah. because of Diddy. Because of Diddy. <laughs> because of Diddy. <laughs> um yeah, no, this th- this just uh, I vibe too hard to this song. I love the production. What can I say? Bump bump bump. B two K and Diddy. But it, Diddy and in this one was like Robert Kelly. D- Diddy in this one was like B two K the album. Let's get it. Yeah, he says <laughs> it's Pandemonium Baby, which is the name of the album. <laughs> oh man. Uh, my number four <laughs> is uh, Clay Aiken. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, it's also Hey Ya. Uh, just. Similar, same exact things that Dave said. Probably should be higher. You're right. But yeah, I just don't have. Um, yeah, yeah. It's number four. Hey, yeah. Uh. Okay. Dave, number three. My number three is Get Busy by Sean Paul. What? Yeah. I mean, I didn't think I would have uh, liked this as much going in. And it's still not like a, you know, it is another soft endorsement for sure. <laughs> but uh, I appreciated it way more now than I did back then so i i gotta give sean paul some love especially since he's so mistreated in his homeland america loves you sean so you have a home safe here anytime you want to come for jersey i'll 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 show you some love (laughs) um number three for danny is obviously shake your tail feather um oh I didn't know that. Big smile, big smile on my face listening to this one. We talked about how funny it is. Uh, I love Nelly. I love the uh, police siren um, production. <laughs> I love the. You should know better. I love like the um, chorus, almost operatic vocals in the background. It's like, oh. <laughs> I love it. I love calling ass tail feather. Shake your ass feather. <laughs> It is classier than saying ass. Yeah. Nelly, unfortunately, P. Diddy, Murphy Lee. But it also gave me such enjoyment of, um, and laughter with uh, Bad Boys 2, the soundtrack. <laughs> I, <it's, laughs> that's true. I, I just, I, I, mean, I enjoy the whole package so much. So, yeah, that's a number three for me. As I was preparing what I was going to say for my number three pick, 
and it's like I th- I thought I was imagining things because again, Dave, every single thing you said about get busy, Sean Paul. Whoa! Uh, if if you told me back then that like I would find I would like enjoy this song, put it rank it number three on a future podcast. Wow! You know. Not even just back then. I mean, like you said, going into this episode, I yeah. did, I really didn't expect that. Maybe even could be higher, but in the moment, uh, number three. Wow. Get busy, Sean Paul. Love that from you okay. guys. I love that from you, too. I love that from you, too. Thank you. <laughs> We're on the same page here. Number Hell two, yeah. maybe Brandon will be on the same page with this I one, wonder, too. I, yeah. don't I, wonder, I wonder what's going to happen here. Th- I have Stand Up by Ludacris, mm. as we said. He's a fun ass rapper who is a little bit underrated. I liked it a lot back then. You know, this is one of the ones where I was like pleasantly surprised to see this hitting number one. Didn't know it was as big of a hit as it turned out to be. And um, yeah, that beat's bumping and uh, he delivers. It's one of his classics and I'm, I'm a fan. Um, That's like a semi- hard endorsement i'm thinking maybe i made a mistake yeah whatever i gotta <laughs> what, what do i always say you gotta go all in on takes you gotta go all in you on got takes. To. yeah true um, and I, I gotta like i gotta put pants on and brush my teeth because uh, i gotta leave number so. two is crazy in love for me beyonce jc that's my number two crazy in love beyonce jc i am on the same page with one of you oh <gasps> <gasps> Is, it? is also crazy in love. <laughs> ah, I am surprised. Okay. It's surprised in which direction? I thought for sure that that one would be both of your guys' number ones. Because it's probably Dave's number oh. one, I'm assuming. It's my number one, yeah. yeah. It's a semi-hard number one. I love everything Beyonce does. As I said before, I could totally do without anything Jay-Z does on that song, barring the mm. intro. So crazy right now. Like, that's great. Um, um, if he had a whole verse of the, just that, I would be into that, maybe. I'll, I'll, that's what I want. So crazy right now. So crazy right now. It's like on a loop for uh, how many bars he, he does his verse. But, yeah, I, I remember I loved it back then. It's still like, you know, unlike Hey Ya, which lost some of its glimmer, this one still pretty cool. Number hmm. one. Number one for Danny is of course "Get Busy" by Sean Paul. Man, that's my. Oh yeah, you're the you're the true Sean Paul. It's my jam. I was very yeah. happy you guys ranked it as high as you did. Yeah, Sean Paul, like, like I talked about, got hated on a bit in uh, in Jamaica, but not here, not on Dan and Bray presents. No. I love that song. It's it's my favorite song of his for sure. And I know there's, I think more coming number one songs. I think. By Sean Paul. Guess what, Dan? Yes, I think so. Guess what, Dan? That's my favorite. I like Sean Paul more than Shaggy. Unlike Jamaica. How about that? Oh, man. (laughs) You guys know I love Shaggy. Yeah. I'll have to think about that one. Okay. All right. No rush. Interesting. So, so Dan, what do you think my number one is? I don't know. Now I'm disappointed in you. Now I'm disappointed in you. Yeah, you know what I left off. Brandon's number one is obviously "Lose Yourself." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I, I didn't I didn't like it in two thousand two, but for two thousand three, really just works. Yeah. Um. No, it's it's stand up, ludicrous. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah. So I left off. Wait, you didn't put it. I left off stand up, guys. 
in my that's top not, five. That's not correct, though, right? That's just wrong. Yeah, that's like wrong. That's just like objectively wrong. No, I love Ludacris. You heard me praising him, but I don't think it's one of his but better songs. He's got better stuff. This that one that it's song just, is good. I think it's good about what we're dealing with this year. What? I think in a like in a vacuum, like Crap. yeah, Crazy in Love and 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 uh, Hey Ya are like probably like for me the best songs. But uh, I dinged Crazy in Love just for the for it being very familiar and stand up being like fresh and exciting as like not thinking about it as often and and right. bringing me the most uh, the, the furthest away from a soft endorsement. Dan, you just <laughs> said could be. I gotta be listening to more Ludacris albums. You just said that. You know yeah. what brought you there? Stand up. Yeah. yeah. I not bump bump bump. Dave, <laughs> I made my top five. All five <laughs> okay. of these songs, I get excited when they come on. They come on and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like, you know, these aren't like obsessions, but I do like I'm like happy with Stand Up comes on, I'm like, Oh yeah, this is a good I'm happy. It's a good ludicrous song. It's not it's That's not fair. A, okay. it's not gonna be I'm my top excited. five. I also didn't put Hey on my top five. <laughs> I like that. See <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, I'm fine with that. So what wins, Brandon? I think it's get busy point points wise. Oh, I truly did not even <laughs> keep track of it. I'm or sorry. Might be, I was not paying attention. No, it might be crazy in love actually because it's two number two and yeah. one number one. Yeah, I think it is crazy in love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's definitely yeah. that. Uh huh. And then probably yeah, get Paul will be would be get Paul <laughs> get Paul get Paul get, get Carter by Busy Sean <laughs> yeah the sequel to Get Carter get Paul Jamaican artist Busy Sean with Get Paul Busy Sean <laughs> that's Sean. a great name <laughs> Busy Sean with Get Paul <laughs> yeah um, that's a name well, that would get you great, some love in Jamaica yeah. It's a great note to end on. Uh, 2003, we'll be back to do... um, Bonus. We'll be back to do the bonus Bonus. charts for 2003. Interested to see what was on some of these other charts. Haven't looked at it yet. Uh, Presenter Brandon uh, saying, uh, see you... Well, I guess I was going to say see you next year. No, I will see you still in 2003. When maybe I met (laughs) Dave, but I don't think I did. (laughs) Presenter number two, presenter Danny, um, love Sean Paul, love Jamaica, shake your tail feather. Oh, and I'm presenter number three, Dave Cologne. Also excited about the bonus bills because maybe we'll enjoy that grouping of songs a little bit more than this grouping of songs. I'm sure we maybe will. The I'm sure we will. There. Yeah, we probably I will. Suspect we have to. That to be the case. Yeah. So yeah, Dave Cologne. See you later this year. Bye. Bye. Twenty twenty three. That is. Bye. And two thousand and three. Bye. In my heart. What's it all for? What's it all for? What's it all for? What's it all for? Board bills.